Girl, you like a yo-yo, bouncing like a poco. Girl, you drive me loco. And it's sweeter than cocoa. Never like so-so. It's more like oh oh. Spin you round and round like a CD. Fuck into your favorite song on repeat. Scuba dive inside, I'm going deep, deep. That is gonna put you in a deep sleep. From her backside, and you know she get right, and you know she get high. Wham! And I pull her out that meat, meat, put her ass to sleep, sleep from behind. Beep, beep. Why you lying? (laughs) (laughs) You ain't getting deep, deep. (laughs) Come on. What is wrong with you niggas, man? Cruise Season Podcast, we back again. This is episode 138. Kenny T is in the building. OT is in the building. I'm D Trill AC. This is another episode of the Crew Season Podcast, man. How you boys doing on this glorious morning? Great, man. I might be this is probably the best I've felt in some time. Tell you one thing, you don't look it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn right. I just wanted to get this off my chest to both of you. We just we just started. We just started though. But mentally, you know what I'm saying? Mentally, 
I'm kind of I'm getting back in my groove. See what they do. Niggas try to work out for six, seven days. Both of them <laughs> when they come in here with you know new try. optimism on yeah. life. Try. Yeah, he don't you know. know what I'm saying he don't know. The grass is greener. The air smells a little cleaner. Like, you gotta, I don't hear none of that. You shit. You got to water it right. Start watering. You start seeing. Some things. I ain't got to water mine. That's turf. <laughs> That's why fraudulent. That's oh, why okay. I don't grow. Gotcha. So you got the BBL. Don't need to grow. Steroids. Okay, I see what's <laughs> going on. Shots. It's naturally fitting. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, nah, man, we uh, we back again. We got some topics to discuss. Well, <sighs> didn't want to address it, man, but we're gonna have to tap into it at least. Get initial thoughts on it. This is gonna be quick. Jonathan Majors, um, recently under fire, man. He was in Creed three. You know, it was just, I think his first starring role in like a major, major picture. And literally a month after the release, we have accusations. Apparently him and his girlfriend was leaving a bar in Brooklyn. Uh, was in a taxi cab, got into an argument. The argument escalated. They got to the apartment and apparently things got physical. Police was called. Uh, he has been arrested and charged with felony assault, strangulation, and... Uh, you know, his alleged girlfriend is the victim. Now, she was under, uh, I mean, she's of Caucasian descent. So, you know, of course, this hit the timeline, and the timeline went crazy. <laughs> right? For a multitude of reasons. <laughs> but I just want to get Damn. your take. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> just, Damn. I mean, you can... <laughs> You already know just just that intro alone. You know what the sentiment was on Twitter. It's 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 going crazy. Mm, it right connects now. for a worst possible chemical reaction. I mean, <laughs> perfect storm, nigga. <laughs> Jesus, but uh, but yeah. So you know that's what we you know dealing with right now. Now of course you know it's nothing. He hasn't been convicted of anything. It's all accusations and things of that nature. So it's only so much that we can speak to, but. We we can't speak to the backlash of it now. Apparently, uh, he's been in the you know works with Marvel uh, to the tune of five films, mm-hmm. in which he was going to be the you know leading villain in and things of that nature. It was worth saying you know they was they was about, basically about to give him give him the keys to Marvel, mm-hmm. which means that he was starting early. Yeah, so you know of course with these type of accusations out, he's still a, he's a villain. That changes things. <laughs> Say he living his role in real life. That shit hard to come out of. <laughs> he started character already. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So you know, I, I just want to get y'all take on like if these accusations are true, what does that do to his career from this point? He beating and strangling a woman. Done. White woman too. You can't come back Done. from that. Man. Done, dog. You see what happened, Chris Brown? That's true. And Chris Brown was already off the ground before he did what he did. Mm-hmm. He just trying to get off the ground. He ain't got the looks. He ain't, he ain't got the sex appeal <laughs> until he started working out, and you know it ain't gonna last long. Right. You got you ain't had no really lead role until Creed three, and you really wasn't that much of the lead right. role. And then you start strangling, and, and it's, it's, it's accusations. Accusations. So yep. he's innocent until proven <clears throat> guilty to me. So he ain't do it. Right, until we get further clarification. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I just want to hear it thing out. Because, I, I mean, that shit hard. When I think about that, I also think about what just ha- happened with uh, Michael Irvin. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the week of the Super Bowl, or right before the Super Bowl, uh, it was alleged that he had inappropriately touched a woman. or You know, and so they pulled him 
from everything that he was supposed to be on for the Super Bowl week. That's pulling money out of his pocket. Right. And then it came back that it wasn't true. They had to film and they looked at all the, you know, what happened. And it was just a few minutes of them talking and he walked away. She the one that called him over there to talk right. and stuff. So, you know, you think about that, and especially as a black man, like I've always said, man, <laughs> you, you're guilty until proven innocent. Mm -hmm. That's just what it is. You're not innocent until proven guilty. So um, we got to just be super careful when we out here moving. And, yeah, man, this could definitely affect him because I was looking forward to, you know, the upcoming movies yeah. that he was going to be in because he killed his role. Um, and that, and that uh, well, Shania, I liked when he was in uh, Red that? Tales too. Doctor Strange was hard too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, Doctor Strange he was in something yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, no, Ant Man, Ant Man. He was just what, an Ant Man. Oh, uh, it, it was. He was just an Ant Man. What you right. Killed it, killed it. So, um, damn. Yeah, man. So that's what Cliff, I was like. That's crazy. Yeah, that'd be hard, man. Damn, I, I just hate that happened to him because it seemed like he was just getting ready to take off and do his thing, and you know, be the be the next guy that every kind of everybody kind of look at. You know, the wild part about this is, is that regardless of whether or not he convicted or not, it's going to affect his career. Always, yep. He's going to have to stay on his resume. Because, again, like especially a, a franchise as prestigious as like Marvel, we ain't taking no chances. You understand me? It, the accusation alone, the bad press, no, sir. We will replace you with somebody else to come in and fill that role because we got, you know, this is this is legendary material. Mm. It's a lot of money in releasing these films, four, five, six hundred million at box office. This ain't this ain't bullshitting here. We need everybody squeaky clean, you know what I'm saying? And then th things that or it had to happen. It can't be no violent stuff because Robert Downey Jr. had a little pass back in the day uh, for some, you know, drugs and drinking and the rest and things of that nature. But that was way back in the day, you know what I'm saying? But it wasn't no physical violence, strangulation of women type of situation. <clears throat> But yeah, if this is uh, if this is looking how they how they say it's looking, and, and they say it ain't looking good. Now we ain't gonna jump to conclusions until the you know trial or whatever happens. But they say it ain't looking good, and they say that it's, they say this ain't the first time. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we gonna we gonna leave that there um, until we get further information. But I just wanted to touch on it. Um, first, all parties involved. Mm. Uh, it's gonna be tough sledding from point. It's tough, man, when you come off a high like that. Now, mind you, Creed is the number one box office boxing movie ever in the time span that it's been out. No other boxing movie in history has done the numbers that they've done up until this point of release. So to be at that height and something like this happen and you fall off a cliff, that, Jesus Christ. You know who I feel sorry for? Michael B. Jordan. Because this was his directorial debut. Mm, mm, mm. And for it to just, boom, go through the roof like that. Pass up Rocky. Pass up all the, like, in terms of box office. They did 100 million first weekend. Ain't no other boxing, boxing movie ever did nowhere close to that. And then for this to happen. So now it's going to taint his trajectory and things like, you know what I'm saying? His, his, his movie, his shining moment because of this bullshit. So what pressed all parties involved? We're going to keep it mm, pushing. Mm, um. Mm. <clears throat> Recently, the state of Utah has uh, become the first state to ban social media for people that are below the age of 18. What's your thoughts on that, man? Is that the right move? Do y'all see that becoming a trend? Or <clears throat> how do you think the uh, how do you think that that'll play out going forward? I actually kind of like it. Ooh, yeah. To an extent. I mean, but it does have to have, I think, parental approval. Right. Um, so you can get it a little bit before 18, but you got to have your parents' permission or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and oh, and also they were saying they can, you can um, control the algorithm. 
So mm. the parents can control. Oh, as far as what what's being fed yeah. to the. Okay, I see what you're saying. So I like I like that that they're able to do that. Um, you know, because when we was coming up in social media, there was no algorithm. Right. I mean, you saw what you saw. If you followed it, that was on your page. If you didn't follow it, it didn't come up unless somebody shared it with you. And so I think if things were more back like that, um, it would definitely help people not skew people's lenses and views and thoughts on certain things because all it takes is one, one time for you to like something and the computers and AI are going to do their thing and start pushing stuff your way. Because mm-hmm. it was funny how when we when it first started happening, you remember everybody asking like, man, you know, I was talking about such and such and then just popped up on my phone. Or I liked one thing that's normally not out what I do, but then all of a sudden I just see, now I see a bunch of Jeeps or I see a bunch of trucks. <laughs> or, you know what I'm saying? It's like right. I looked at that shit one time. Um, so I, I definitely think limiting that and um, the parents having a little more control over that until they're of age, I think it's okay. Like Facebook, I remember joining Facebook, you had to have a college, college email. email. Yes, sir. So that means you had to be of age. So I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, from that aspect, I definitely like um, – because kids need to be kind of limited on what they watch, because they can literally watch anything, and you don't know what they're watching. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just social media, because it got YouTube videos and TikTok videos and all type of stuff. They were talking about, uh, like, Pepper the Pig. You know, there were certain things that they'll say or or do, you know, in the cartoons. And, you know, if you're a parent, you just walking by seeing it, you know, uh, you're just going to keep going. Yeah. But the kids are really listening to what they're saying in these type of, you know, cartoons and stuff, so... You know, in a in a similar realm, I like it. I like it. I'm for it. Mm. Can you tell? Is it a good thing banning social media to people who aren't of age, who aren't 18? Yeah, I think uh, putting more onus on the parents, paying more attention to what their kids are doing and watching is it's a great idea. I mean, because most of it really relies on the parents actually paying attention to what your kids are doing most most of the time. Right. A lot of parents these days just hand their kids a tablet and saying, "Okay, go go here. Here's a tablet." Mm-hmm. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. alone. <laughs> and then wonder why next thing you know, you hear, if you want to see me naked on the <laughs> right? <laughs> what are you doing? Are you mad at the kid? But the kid just, you know, hey, man, you just told me get the, get the tablet and get out of here. You ain't trying to spend no time with them or nothing like that. You just mm-hmm. want them to, something to occupy their attention. And then they start finding stuff to occupy their attention. Now you're mad. Right. And why don't you just put more onus on Hey, uh, put more guidance on what you can see. Just like they do cable TV, parental guidance. You can't watch it for so-and-so. You, you can't be on it for a certain amount of time. I think they need a limited amount of time. Kids are actually on their yeah, devices, too. That'd be dope. Because this kid's spending way too much to kids in school. Mm-hmm. She, she adults devices. need it, too, God damn it. That's true, too. If I'm not mistaken, that might I think that is one of them, too. The, lim- the time limitation as well. Yeah, that's dope. Because they doing that overseas in China, like on TikTok. Mm-hmm. First off, they're not getting... All the content that we getting over here, right. their stuff is limited. They getting like things that they can learn from, mm-hmm. like really, you know, meat that you can hold on to and stuff like that overseas. <laughs> hey, pause, yo, pause. <laughs> pause. You know what I mean? No, I got you. What's the of, of substance? Something of substance. <laughs> Y'all, I did it. I did it to myself. I did it to myself. <laughs> It was the you got me. It was the emotion. You got me. I say meat you can hold on to. It's a, whoa, hey, yo. you got me. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, agree. Oh, I think um, you know the the main thing in my opinion is that it it limits interaction with other adults. You know, it's so much pedo stuff going on, man. You got adults just reaching out to kids. 
you know what I'm saying, and kids that's, that's again, young and gullible, so they're entertaining the conversations, trying to meet up, trying to link up. And you know, it's just so much, so much accessibility, especially for somebody sixteen. So they may have a, they may have their license already, and things like that. You know what I'm saying? So they on social media talking to this older man or this older woman. And they trying to link. You see all these teachers getting popped for having sex with kids in in, in school and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So you know, again, when you limit their their access to that type of uh, vulnerability, then you limit the likelihood of that happening. So I mean, I'm all for that, man. Um, you know, kids that young don't need to be that deep in the social media anyway. You know, it affects your mental. Especially in school, I, I couldn't even imagine being in high school today with that much access to you know social media and things like. When we was young, man, it was MySpace, and that was when we was in late high school. But they got kids in middle school on Twitter and on Instagram and YouTube and all of these things, and you know, shit, middle school, shoot, but, elementary. But now <laughs> we right. had to go back home to yeah, get to on MySpace. You right. could be on MySpace or you could be on Facebook and stuff now on your yeah, phone that's in fact. class. So, you know, with that with that type of situation, you know, bullying is increased. Uh, you know, sexual content stuff can be posted and things of that nature. So people can really get embarrassed. Fights getting recorded, posted online and, mm-hmm. you know, just different things like that. But if you limit the, the accessibility and you, li- you limit what type of things come to their stream, come to their algorithm, then I think, you know, that, that can only be a good thing, in my opinion. So, you know, salute to that. But I also want to get your opinion on... This whole TikTok trial. They're trying to ban TikTok in the States. They're actually in, in litigation right now. Um, and, and it's pending. It's in the air. It's a, it could happen. Mm-hmm. So what's y'all thoughts on that? And like, and what type of messaging does that send? Uh, I think it's mainly because it's China. Right. You know, we, we got bad beef with China. So the fact that it's ran by in China, ran by a Chinese corporation, we we really don't like that because mm-hmm. whenever we sign up for TikTok or any social media platform, we just agree to it. We don't read the whole contract or whatever it is mm-hmm. on there. And basically, that contract says we have the right to look at anything, everything in your phone when it comes to messages, what you say. We have access to your Siri when you don't know it, your phone, your camera, everything. Mm-hmm. So it's in that contract, and the, how our government looks at it is that's a way to spy on us Americans. So I think that's the big issue with it, not for what, you know, they say, you know, China only shows us certain things on TikTok and shows their people certain things on TikTok. America ain't really worried about that. Mm-hmm. Showing about people dancing and doing TikTok dances. They worried about what they can see we are doing and what they might leak to our people mm-hmm. that they ain't told us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I agree because TikTok, man, people think it's just a dancing app. It's a lot that go on. Mm-hmm. I think dancing is probably the least Thing that happens on there, you got people literally doing reviews on on restaurants and websites and cities. Hey, these are the places to go. That that's the places to go. So if that type of intel gets to the op, so now they, they they just taking inventory. Oh, okay, this this is a place where everybody frequent. Okay, this is the place for this. So you know, makes us more vulnerable to attack. Makes us more vulnerable mm. to them sending people to you know to plant or to spy and different things. So I mean, I, I understand it from that perspective, um, a hundred percent. But I think um. You know, again, the, the, the like messaging that it sends is also if it can happen to them in terms of that app, it can happen to any app. In terms of if the government just decides, you know what? I don't feel like this is healthy for society no more. Let let's let's wrap this up. We we gonna cancel it. We're gonna limit access to it. You know, it speaks to the like censorship thing. You know, it's supposed to be freedom of speech, it's supposed to be freedom of, you know, expression and things of that nature, freedom of press and all of these things. But fact is those things are not free. 
regardless of what the you know the Constitution or whatever Articles of Confederation says. So um, they can literally jump in and just limit you whenever they feel like it. You know, you got content creators who are you know have certain messaging or whatever, and if they don't like the messaging, they they whole platform can be wiped out on not just this social media platform, but all social media platforms. So, you know, that, that's why I asked the, like, messaging of, of like, censorship. Like, what, what type of messaging does does that send in that regard? And are we heading to a healthy place? Or is it a more of a, like, a, I don't want to say dictatorship, but, you know, way le- it's, it's, it's way more limits on speech than they advertise. Or, or, or do y'all think that is, that is healthy, that they should be able to just limit these things? I definitely think they should be able to limit it to a certain extent. Um, and I get why, too, because you can have somebody that's um, super opinionated. They have, you know, some characteristics that people like behind themselves um, and just personable. And they can, you know, incite different types of things just based off their influence. Right. So I think that's kind of what they're afraid of. Um, you know, cause, but it's... I don't know. This, this topic is tricky, man, because they pick and choose which things they want to allow and, and don't allow. There you go. So, like, when it's us inside, and this, this comes to music, this comes to all that stuff. Like, when it's us, when I say us, I mean black people, when it's us talking about killing each other, shooting each other, sliding on your ops, and, you know, doing things like that, that's cool. You can play that in the club, you can play that on the radio. Well, they edit radio a little bit, mm-hmm. but you can play it you know, almost anywhere, and people profit off of it, and it's cool. But if you say something about a cop, say something about, you know, an official, um, you know, anything like that. Or a certain demographic of people, which we mm-hmm. we, we, we going to not name. You're getting in trouble. Talking about. <laughs> you're getting in trouble for it. So, I don't know, it, it, this shit is, is difficult, and, and it's, it's tricky. Um, like I said, I understand the overall concept, but, like, if you're going to be like that, it needs to be all the way through and through mm. and not just pick and choose which things you want to allow and don't allow. Yeah. And that's what I don't like about it. It needs to be a specific rubric. So if anybody violates according to this rubric, then Plain they penalized. Yep. Yeah. I like that. Um, but again, we're going we're gonna to see how this thing play out. You know, it's still in litigation right now. It's pending. Everybody, you know, it's eyes open. Like what's going to happen? Cause you know, it's people making some money on TikTok, man, in terms of sponsorships and things of that nature. And if this thing get banned, it's going to pockets going to get a little light. Around here, so you know, we gonna see how it play out, man. But all right, we are gonna get back into some relationship stuff. Uh, that's as we reference the music industry, ESTG, probably my favorite rapper right now. Um, was recently doing a radio interview in which he was pressing a woman about her, her takes on relationships and pointing out contradictions and things of that nature. They sent us this clip about a hundred times, so we gonna review it, get y'all take on uh <clears throat> what he had to say, man. My boy trying to hold her to the fire. Just because he ain't had no money, you love him? Had to. That ain't right. I don't like that. If he's making more money than me, I mean, if I'm making more money than him, I don't... You should help him get some more money. Actually, how am I going to do that, though? If I have my own career, I'm doing what I'm doing. A woman's supposed to be a helpmate. I feel like a man is supposed to be that for a girl. A man's supposed to be a leader. You're right. You're supposed to help him be a better leader. I don't know. So I was in the wrong. Now I'm the bad guy. I'm always the bad guy. Are you looking for a daddy? I ain't looking for a daddy. I got my own money. I got my own money. I could do what I do. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't need a guy for money. But you want one. 
I want a man to be stable. If I was to leave him, I want him to so be... So he, he wasn't stable? Um, He was okay, but I was making more than him. So why are you leaving me? So you just want Because he wasn't doing better than me. I need a guy doing better than me. And if he's not doing better than me, then... <laughs> I guess. I feel like it would have been more real if you would have helped him get to where you wanted him to be Y'all want... He's got... Like guys want that love story. Like I feel like guys want us Yo, females to be with them girl. in the trap, do nah. what they do, and then when shit goes downhill. No, you nobody want that. You want that. <laughs> you could have helped him outside of the trap. You could have helped him get a barber license or anything. But he could have did that himself. He could have went to school. He could have went. To, he could have did that himself. I would have encouraged him. Helping? I'm not no. I'm not his mom. I'm not gonna mm. carry him and go do 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 this and this. I feel like I need Make a man. Been a mom. Just because he ain't had no money, you love him? Thoughts, man. I think this clip was very uh, symbolic of a lot of mm-hmm. what happens in society today in terms of, you know, helping your partner reach, you know, peaks and, and you know, status that you would like them to be at. You know, it seemed like nobody wanted to put the work in, and she was a glowing example of that. But I just want to get y'all take on the, the back and forth and how y'all think it went. You want me to take this I mean, I'm at the answer anyway. You might as well go. Oh, uh, so I just think this is another example um, of a person that represents the woman population. Um, of course, we know it's not all, but this is a good bit of a mindset. And from one aspect, I can definitely understand where they're coming from because they want a man to provide. And to them, it's like, how can you provide if I'm doing better than you? If you're supposed to be the leader, how can I be doing better than you? But the thing is, it's not necessarily all about money. Because, again, like we always say, you can have money but be terrible with how you manage it. And she said this man was doing well. Not better than her, but he was doing well. He was doing okay for himself. He had some structure, he had some foundation, but it just wasn't better than her. And she went to the extreme of, well, nigga want me to help him, you know, from the trap. It's like, that wasn't that situation. That man had some resources. It just wasn't as much as you. So if you care about somebody and love someone, <laughs> I, I don't get why, you know, that would be an issue. So how can we, if I'm, if I'm rocking with you for who you are, then how can I help you elevate? That's how it should be. But it doesn't, it's, it's not looked at that way. But when it's a man, he's supposed to just accept you. So if it's the other way around, am I supposed to look at you like, well, you're not on my level, so you can't, you can't I can't do nothing with you. <laughs> you're not on my level. Imagine if men started doing that. Oh, you're not at 80, so baby, I'm, you, at, you at 40. I'm sorry, you're not on my level. I can't, I can't rock with you. You gotta be at least, you know what I'm saying? Like, that would be crazy. If it's supposed to be about love, it's supposed to be about furthering our legacy and growing together, you should be able to meet somebody where they're at, especially if they already got things in place and, and moving. Right. Now, some people do want to stay where they are. They're comfortable. I get that. Ask them, hey, do, is this what you want to do all your, the rest of your life? You know what I'm saying? I guess you can, you can kind of decide where you want to go from there, but just to judge this man just off his finances, I just don't think that's, that's cool because the moment— you have a certain requirement about how you look or <laughs> your profession. If a man, I, I don't, I don't want only fans. I don't want a stripper. I don't want someone that's in the nightlife. I don't want my woman that 
dresses a certain way. If you say things like that, you get canceled. But a woman can easily say, you just got to make as much money as me. I mean, you can't you can't make less money than me, and, and that's cool, but I can't have my preferences on what I want. So I just think um, things need to be more realistic. That's all. If you've already established yourself and you're making money on your own, having someone with some structure should add and build to that. Right. Stop downing somebody because they're making a little bit less than you, even though they're already financially stable. Like, stop looking at it that way. Come together as a unit and then build from there. You got 120, he got 60, but that's 180 together. 60 more than you didn't have. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. Now, you do want to date somebody that's close to you, so that, you know, that may be a little bit extreme, but I get you want to be have somebody on the same level as you or close to the same level as you, but people miss out on good people by doing that. And then it just <laughs> starts a cycle where the man, now he starts doing other women wrong, you know, and now the woman want to date up, and then she finds a man who's making more money. Now he treating her dirty. It's just, it's just a trickle effect. It just always doesn't end good. So accept people for who they are. And grow from now. One day I'm gonna get you to stop giving them disclaimers. One day, man, we gonna work at it. Kitty, what's your? I want them to know that I'm understanding. No, nah, I don't. I don't like that. I am understanding. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that at all. But that's your opinion. I gotta respect y'all. Your still hoes though. No, we ain't gonna do that. No, I'm not that. <laughs> so Kitty T, she was speaking of the fact that hey, man, I don't care what type of man that is. He ain't making as much money as me or more. It ain't gonna work. I, I can't respect him as no leader. It, that just is what it is. You know, ESTG, you know, provided examples of like, damn, you could have helped a man glow up. You could have helped a man get to where you need him to be. I, I ain't his mama. That ain't my job to get him where he need to be. Like, he need to come as is. You know, so again, interesting back and forth. What was your thoughts on that? I think she needs to find a value of a relationship to her. Mm. Like, she just thinks it's all about finances. Like, what attracted you to that man wasn't his finances, obviously, at first. It was, it was who he was. He was a stable man. Had his own funds and everything. Didn't make as much as you, but he was stable. And then you, the main reason why you leave him is because of finances. It, it's just mind-boggling. I, I think what's happening in today's society is a lot of people don't know what love is or how to go about finding love or understand what they actually want in a partner. I think she's lost in this, you know, whatever life she's been used to. I don't think she's ever been in a real serious relationship, honestly. I agree with that. I think she's been used to, you know, a men with money, give her some money and they get what they get out of her and then leave. Rather than having a man, you know, had some money, just not as much as her, but it was stable enough and was treating her like a man should, but she just didn't have, she just didn't get what she was used to getting. And it, and it probably scared her, mm. in my opinion. But I don't want to make no assumptions about the the lady or the woman like that. <clears throat> um, I think I think it's sad that that's what it came down to, because you missed out on the opportunity to find you a good man, even if he you know even if he wasn't trying to make more money than what he was making, he was a stable man, was being successful in life obviously, and and could hold his own. And you just threw that away because he wasn't making what you were making or more than what you were making. Right. And as we all know, money don't keep your relationship happy. It might keep it somewhat steady, but it, it doesn't keep the bond between you and that person. You need to have that bond between each other, even when the money goes south. So, 
And that, and and again, that's my my issue with it, man. Nobody want to work with each other no more. People expect to just <clears throat> people to come in a hundred percent of the person that I need them to be. But just like ESTG is saying, if this dude is that great of a guy, and y'all vibing, y'all chemistry is good. You know, you 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 respect his discipline as a man. He getting up, going to work every day, willing to provide for the family, willing to show up every day. Uh, put you first, priority, you know, be considerate, things of this nature. The fact that of him not making more money than you is enough to just end the relationship completely? That is crazy to me. Now, I can see if it's like a drastic difference in income, like, oh, was talking about, okay, you making 160, he making, you know, or 120, oh, said, you making 60. Okay, that's, 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 that's understandable because, again, women have – women – want to look at their man and feel a security net. But that type of woman, if it was 100 versus 75, she would feel the same way. And that right there is a problem. Because, again, fact is what people don't understand, going back to what Kenny said about her not having no relationship experience, and Kenny ain't willing to stand on the list, but I am. She doesn't. I can tell she's never been in a long-term relationship of any substance. All of her relationships have been transactional. You can just look at her and listen to her and be able to tell. Because when you've been in a long-term relationship of substance, you understand that there are ebbs and flows. So even if the man does come in making more money than you, especially if she referenced it, not me, you dating a street guy, that money can go up and that money can go down. He can go to jail. He can be up one minute moving a kilo a month, or he can go back down and be moving ounces a week depending on the, depending on the circumstances. So if you're willing to leave him based on the income alone, then that means that you never loved a man to begin with. The relationship was transactional. Let's call it what it is, right? So with that being the case, you're not ready to be in a relationship. You have the wrong mindset because being in a relationship, like we always say, the, the number one trait that you should be having is the ability to adapt because things change. So with the ebbs and flows, you got to be willing to pick your partner up when they fall and, and vice versa. You got to not let it go to your head. You got to not keep tally. You got to, you know what I'm saying? We working at this thing together. Just like O said, 120, 60, that's 180. We making 180. That's our money. Your money, my money is our money if you move in the right way. But when you use the transactional relationships, it becomes a keeping tally situation. It's like, well, I'm making this. And what you making? Oh, no, that ain't enough. I can't do it. That type of situation. You're not thinking in terms of we. You're thinking in terms of me and you. And that lets me know that you're not ready for a relationship. And that's what ESTG was pointing out, right? Is that, because let's be honest, especially when you're dating street guys and, <clears throat> you know, men with no type of examples in terms to go get legal money. That's what being a, that's what the dope part about being a couple is, is that I can put you on game in certain areas and you can put me on game in certain areas. You should be able to look at your partner and, hey, look, man, your strong suits are this. So, baby, let's try this. Let's go that way. You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's get you out of that illegal shit. You got skills that can be transferable to making just as much money, if not more, if you just apply them this way. It's too much work. You see what I'm saying? But instead, you'd rather just judge the person for not having the, the, the total vision that you got. Even though he disciplined, even though he got money coming in, he going to work every day, things of that nature. You see the discipline. You see the work ethic. Sometimes a motherfucker just need to be guided in the right direction with that work ethic. And that could turn him into a man... Bigger than even you thought he could be. But you got to be willing to pour into your partner. In fact, is in this era, a lot of people are just not willing to pour into their partner like that. They, they expect the person to come 100% like I need them to be or I can't do it. 
Yep. And that's a mindset that's going to have y'all ass single for the rest of y'all life. Yep. But they'll be cool with having a kid and take care of their kid off that one income. Yeah. So they can bring a man in who can provide that and more. Right. Another asset instead of having a liability. But hey. And then leave that man, that hardworking, disciplined man with work ethic. Go get another street guy who's making more money than you temporarily. He goes to jail for 15 years. Now you got two kids by him and you back looking for another street guy. Or back looking for another temporary man. That's that's a lot of women's scenarios, man. Or even if he don't go to jail, let's say, or whatever, you 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 leave him and that man go find a wife and he happy as hell in his relationship. And now your ass is back out here single again. You know, when you had a solid dude, but you let him go for just rudimentary reasons because you didn't want to pour into him. You didn't want to put the work in. Now, again, that's not saying taking a just completely broke guy with no work ethic that's sleeping on your couch, no cars. That's that. That's not what we're saying here. We're talking about stability. A man that's stable, a man that's disciplined, got his own place, own car, whatever. May not be the car that you want him to drive, may not be the place that you want him to live. But he's living comfortably and he's stable. You just so happen to make more money than the guy. She said, I'm willing to walk because of that. I'm and not that's your the mama. problem. And that's the problem with society today. I'm not his mama, but he's supposed to be a daddy or daddy-like. Of course. By providing and being being there for providing <clears throat> structure, counsel, all that type of stuff. He's supposed to do that naturally. Because if he didn't, she would leave him if he didn't as well. So of course. It's, just, it's just funny. It's just no, funny. she would stay because he got a lot of money. Yeah, according <laughs> if he had money. Yeah, you're right. If according to the weight that, that she put on, yeah, yep. and then take on other trauma. Yep, <laughs> that's tolerable. I get it. I'd rather they cry can, in a Rolls Royce. Yeah, yeah. that's how they be really happy feel. in a uh, Toyota Corolla. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's the it's the look, the outside perceived look. Instead of getting that Corolla, that Corolla gonna last you three hundred thousand miles. That Rolls Royce not. That Rolls Royce costs a lot on maintenance. You get nineteen ninety nine for oil change for that Corolla. I can afford it. <laughs> hey man, some of y'all gonna be single forever, man. And I, I know Kevin Sam used to say it all the time, and y'all used to call him an asshole. But some of y'all really gonna be single for like if that's y'all mindset, if that's the mind, if y'all have a similar mindset to that, y'all gonna be single for the rest of y'all lives. That's just real, and that's unfortunate. But prayers to all parties involved. <laughs> uh, we gonna keep this thing. Mo- you got something else? Like, speaking of relationships, did you hear about? Lori and Damson Idris? Yeah, it's over. Ironically, uh, the season finale of Snowfall was <laughs> last week, and they broke up last week. Mm. Damn, it's crazy how that shit go. They broke up because he was clapping Chloe cheeks on that news show. Swarm. Again, man. man. Again. That man is acting, doing his damn job. I hate that her all her relationships are so public like that. Yep. That's a hard, that's hard. But you got to understand it's by design. But she don't run her own Instagram. Somebody else runs her Instagram. Mm-hmm. She don't post none of that. It's not ran by her. Yeah. That's other people posting her, her relationship stuff. Like, it's not even done by her. But does she employ him? Yes. I, I don't. Yes. She got to. Yes, she does. I wouldn't have nobody that I'm running, you know, I don't and, employ running my stuff. And more importantly, let's not swim past she picks the men that she dates. Let's not swim past that. All of this stuff is by design. All of these guys are elite actors, elite athletes, elite this, elite that. That's a circle. 
Hey, that's hey, that's what she's an elite woman. She, she ain't. She ain't why would she? She, she ain't dating a kidney. But how did? Hey, wait, 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 you up here. Let me explain something to you. LeBron is in that same circle. Mm-hmm. Savannah was nobody when he got with her. That was high school. It don't matter. It does a little bit. It does a little bit. Because do he stayed with her. It, yeah. it do matter. That's LeBron. He can have any woman he wants in the world according to the circles he's in, and they will be elite actresses and elite athletes and elite this and elite that. I don't mm-hmm. want them. I want my woman. But that foundation was set a long time ago. It, you, know, you know how many foundations were set and then dissolved? She, Especially people that, 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 that met in high school, man. She's been dating around, man. So, so again, when, when I ask y'all, is that by design? Meaning that that's, that's part of her celebrity, that's part of her intrigue. Sure, she, her stepfather has money. Sure. But her relevance, her, her celebrity her comes daddy. from who she's associated with. That's her stepdaddy. <laughs> but the, her, her relevance comes from who she's associated with. So that's why I asked y'all, like, is that by design? You don't just go from Michael B. Jordan to Future to Idris to and all these These are elite people. She's doing that on purpose. So I, I, I can't necessarily say that. You know, hey, she's just living her life, and this day, these things are just happening. Nah, it's some it's it's some strategy behind it. I don't it. know. I think it's just the guys that she wanted to pick from. She didn't work hey, out. Hey, I picked this one. Hey, I picked this one. Hey, the pool is small. That pool ain't small. That's I mean, Lori Harvey. She got any man she wants. Has she dated a basketball player yet? The job. I wouldn't surprise me if it's next. Because that's a, that would be a different pool. Nope, she gonna go to the other side. What side? No comment. <laughs> Kitty T. Oh. Get the fuck out of here. Oh. Nigga threw himself in the right. rain. Hold on. <laughs> she gonna give a regular guy a chance, and I'm gonna be the first one. Uh, Hope she's listening. <laughs> salute to Lori Harvey, man. Again, I I admire how she's moving because she ain't opened her mouth. But what I'm say, all I'm saying is. This shit, in terms of the men she dating, are not by accident. <laughs> Let's just say that. But and when they're breaking up, it's not by accident either. It didn't work out. That's all I'm saying. She's just a you know public figure who's trying to find the one. It's crazy. I must bail y'all. Shoot a motherfucker that's attractive. That y'all like. It's funny though. But I, I respect it. I, I get it. I get it. I didn't say anything. We got a podcast. Mm-hmm. I understand. Uh, but speaking of celebrity women <laughs> and women women of the industry. Black China has recently been in the news lately. Um, you know, she's going on the, she's had something of an epiphany. She's ready to give the old life up, her old image up. You know what I'm saying? She's removing the, the, the ass shots. She's removing the lip filler. She's removing, you know, the surgery she had to her face and things of that nature to try to get back to being a regular woman. As a matter of fact, she says she doesn't want to go by Black China anymore. Hmm. She wants to go by Angela White. Now, which is her government. We got a clip from this transformation. We're going to play it, and I want to get y'all take on the new Angela White, not Black China. Or are you Angela White? Angela White. You are Angela White. <laughs> yes, yes, ma'am. So why are you choosing that name? 
Um, well, I was it was given to me by birth, um, but mostly just for me, it's like getting back to myself because, you know, being in the entertainment, like, feel everybody always calls me like, hey, Black China, China, China. Nobody never really calls me Angela. So sometimes I would kind of like forget like who I am because it's always like about the brand, 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 but not about the person. Yeah. Or are you Angela White? So <clears throat> she related to Charleston White? <laughs> No. What? Barry White? No. <laughs> Barry White. Ah. No. Dwight around your face. <laughs> Dwight. She is not related to any of those people. But just for anybody who's, who isn't familiar with Black China, um, she came on the scene, got her popularity for being Tiger's woman mm-hmm. back in the day. She was a video vixen, things of that nature, industry girl, Instagram model. She started dating Tiger. She got into the news cycle for that, became, you know, a brand that is Black China. Then she left him and went to Rob Kardashian. And that's when she really exploded. Got a TV show and things of that nature. She was so closely tied to the Kardashians. And if you tied to them, your your celebrity is going is gonna experience an uptick. And that's what happened. Then in the process of that, you know, she got all type of surgery, trying to adapt to what the women of that era were doing, ass shots and boob jobs and lip fillers and things of that nature and just became damn near a caricature, if we're going to be honest. Um, but once that steam ran out, the celebrity started to die down. Now we have this transformation that's uh, taking place. I don't want to be that person anymore. I want to go by Angela White. I want to be a woman that's, that's serious, you know, in regard to my business and things of that nature. And as a matter of fact, she started an OnlyFans account around the same time that that celebrity started to die down. Mm-hmm. And it was rumored that she made around $250 million. Now, she went in an interview, I think the same interview, and clarified it wasn't mm-hmm. $250 million, It was more like $2 million. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, look at that number again. Earned an astounding 20 per year, thanks to the website. But again, she she said it with, with her words. She came out and said, I was I had OnlyFans from around 2020 mm-hmm. to 2022, around the time of the pandemic, and people you know reported it that I made $250 million. She said, I don't know where that number came from. It was more like $2 million. This shit says $20 million. So I'm, I'm just I'm telling you what, what the woman said out of her mouth. She's yeah. ducking at taxes. But what I'm saying is she was she was reaching to remain relevant and to, you know, make income for herself. Her and Rob Kardashian broke up. And, and like I said, she got out of that Kardashian cycle. Things started to die down. But now she's trying to make the transformation. How serious are y'all taking her in her efforts to make this transformation? Or do y'all feel like it's just a rebrand? man? Mm. Oh, also, she was she was baptized. Uh, recently as well. Say she gave her life to the Lord. <sighs> I think a lot of people, when they get to a certain point in their life, they start reflecting a lot and understand that what they did maybe wasn't the best thing, but they had to do what they had to do mm. while they were in that moment. And so sometimes you can kind of get ahead of yourself and when you start something, sometimes you got to finish it to keep up. And I think the adding the extra things, the aesthetics and all that stuff, you know, she had an image that she had to uphold. And, you know, doing gigs or whatever it was, you know, that certain lifestyle, you had to, you got to keep it up. Um, and, you know, when when things start to 
plateau, and then you start seeing just like a just a downward, not even a spiral, just you start seeing things trending down, um, not making as much money, not getting as many appearances, um, views, whatever it is. A lot of times people are going to try to pivot and try to find something else that'll, you know, catch or keep them relevant, things like that. So I think that's, you know, just a, a part of, especially celebrities. I think a lot of celebrities do this in various ways, mm-hmm. by taking on different tasks or just completely shifting who they were or were portraying, whatever it is. And I think that also speaks to the thing about authenticity. Like you don't, for the most part, you don't have to just completely rebrand. Mm. You just kind of add something else to your toolbox. But when you are playing a certain character, caricature or whatever, mm-hmm. like then, yeah, you got to reinvent yourself all the time. Um, and also speaking to the, aesthetics part with all the surgeries and things like that. Like, I don't know. I've always felt and what I hear and what I see, how I personally feel about it is that a lot of men kind of respect you more and appreciate you more. Um, the more, the more of you that you are. So that's why a lot of times women, uh, you know, see so many men approach them in a grocery store or something like that when they don't look, feel that they look their best. But from a man's perspective, it's like, if you look attractive like this, I can only imagine how you will look when you do put makeup on. And from the flip side is, when I see you with a bunch of makeup on, you could be covering up a lot of things too. But if you are fine and you're attractive without it, then I can only imagine how baby gonna look when she put that stuff on and that dress and them heels and put a little makeup and and help her look better. So all the extra stuff is for the people that got money, to my opinion. Because that's kind of what they're looking for. Just regular, everyday people. I don't think that's something they really want to have as a man. Like something that's like a Barbie doll. But I mean, here's a question when you say that's for the people that got money. How many of them people with money you see married to women who look like that? I mean, you-ish. Uh, <clears throat> okay, let me, let, me, let, me, let me rephrase the question. Is that ratio higher than the women who look like regular women? Well, okay. So coming from a marriage perspective, no. Absolutely. But as far as someone that's entertained by many different people, yes. So, again, you got to ask yourself, what is the goal here? I I do agree. You want to be entertained by multiple people or do you want to be married? It's entertainment. But, but again, they they claim to be married. So they claim to want to be married. So you call them hypocrites. Yeah. They they want both. They want their cake and eat it, too. They want to have attention, but they also want somebody to disrespect them for who they are. But I think they— yeah, because even, um, what's her name? What's her name? What's her name? Married to Boris Kudrow. Uh, Angela, Vanessa. Uh, Vanessa Williams. Yeah. She had recently came out and said that she kind of missed the attention that, that she used to get when she was single. Mm-hmm. So I, I think a lot of people, you know, some people may be more vocal about it than others. But to an extent, I think a lot of people feel that way. You know, and they used to, or they miss the feeling they used to have when they went out and got approached by people or just tell them they were pretty or just complimenting them, things like that. Maybe they feel that since they don't go out as much, they don't get that from outside. It's one thing to hear from your partner every single day, but every now and then hearing it from somebody else may just hit a little bit different. Like, oh, you know, I I still got it. Or I still feel myself like, yeah, baby going to tell me because they care about me. So they going to tell me. My family going to tell me. Friends going to tell me. But hearing it from a stranger, you know, may hit a little different. It helps, helps my confidence a little bit more. I agree, but Kenny, do you feel like that's 
toxic to yearn for that outside approval when you are in a happy marriage? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because just for context, Vanessa Williams is not the first one to say that. Aisha Curry said something similar to that, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. Steph Curry's wife. So do you feel like that's a toxic trait or do you feel like that's that's an unhealthy thing or is that realistic? Oh, man. I think that's just human nature to still want attention from other people. Mm. I mean, men do it all the time. Let me go out here and see if I still got it. Mm. Just go outside and just go out to eat, go go to a bar or something. You know, we say it around the guys all the time. I still got it. Watch this. And do something, <laughs> something. You know, it's, right. you know, it's human nature. I mean, it's we crave attention regardless of where it's coming from. We might like it more from, we will like it more from our woman or or you get it from your man, but sometimes you don't get it enough from your woman or you don't get it enough from your man or sometimes you don't get it at all. Mm. And then you go outside and, oh, okay, here, I, I got it here. But, uh, I mean, on the Black China stuff, I think it is a rebrand, but I mean, it's, it's Hollywood. I mean, she just... From what the data on my phone says, she made twenty million last year. <laughs> what the data says. What the data says, she made twenty million. <laughs> I wonder what the taxes. Now, now, yeah, I could say she's losing money, but if you made twenty million last year, that's that that wouldn't be a reason for me to say hey, that's that's why she's rebranding. I think it just might be she just got getting tired of Hollywood, getting tired of the press, getting tired of all that attention that she is giving that she doesn't want. Or maybe she since she's had a child, she's just sitting there like, damn, I don't want my child to see this. From his mom. I mean, I mean, we don't know what's going on in some of these people's head. And that kind of scares me about doing this podcast stuff. We might sit there and like all this, you know, doing this in front of the camera and stuff and all that. But as soon as you keep on getting bigger and bigger and bigger, a lot of people start to come into your life. They start digging the fine shit, start digging the stuff to, you know, make you look bad. Right. Say you're doing this, say you're doing that. And then comes a time where you're like, you know what? I'm tired of doing this shit. I want to rebrand myself. And then we have to sit here and say, oh, well, she's just, you know, she's not making enough money that she was making or uh, it's just some another way to get more money. I don't know what it is. I just know that if she wants to go by her original name, I think that's good. If she wants to get rid of the BBLs and the autoplastic surgery, I think that's good. Because whoever looks up to her is going to do the same exact stuff she's doing. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a benefit, whether she's doing it to get more money or whether she's doing it just for herself, regardless, I think it's a benefit to society, especially black culture, whoever looks up to her. Here's a here's a question. Do you think that it's too late to salvage her image? It might be for some people, but it might not. As long as she could change one person, I'm happy with that. I don't I don't expect her to, you know, change her image and everybody be acceptance of it. Because mm-hmm. she did what she did and she was doing what she was doing. But if it makes uh, one person, one woman, young black woman or white, Asian, Hispanic, whatever it is, change her outlook on life and how she's going about life, then I respect it. And I'm with that. And there we have it. I think, um, <clears throat> you know, again, just just seeing, I feel like I've seen this movie a couple of times. So I approach it with a certain level of skepticism. I don't even necessarily think that it's about the money. Because even in the scenarios we gave, like a Vanessa Williams, like a Aisha Curry, these women are rich. It ain't about the money. But I think, you know, especially for Black China, her career was built on her celebrity and her relevance. 
So she could be getting the money, but if she don't feel like she's of the same relevance that she used to be, okay, I got to re-engineer this thing and provide something new. You know what I'm saying? It's just like in music, artists do it all the time to where you have an artist putting out a certain type of music and then in their head, hey, these records ain't selling like they used to or they ain't doing what they supposed to. So let me try to cross over or let me try to do something different to try to reinvent myself and stay and stay relevant. Sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. Situations like a two chains, it worked. You know what I'm saying? But in other situations, it may tank and you're not able to rebrand. So, you know, I think re I think that's definitely the the intention because if it was just about personal growth, she, she wouldn't need to go on a war tour to announce it. She would just do it. You know what I'm saying? And well, not, maybe like, she just doesn't asking. want people calling her by Black China anymore. That is that is that is a mute call. That's, that is a mute mission. Angela White. You are who you are at this point. I'm, who are you gonna brand it yourself? I am with? Angela White. They gonna say, all right, Angela, but Black China. What I was saying was, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So again, that, that's why. But in I'm my opinion, Clay, so I'm gonna call him Clay. You're right. <laughs> Straight up. But uh, do I do I think it's salvageable? I don't. I don't necessarily think so. But what I think doesn't matter. I think if she's happy with what she sees in the mirror and this is the new path I'm going and she done got baptized and gave her life to God and, you know, things of that nature. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm definitely rooting for her. I don't want to see her, you know, do bad or nothing like that. But I'm just saying that it's, you know, I'm tired of watching this movie is essentially what I'm saying. And I wish somebody could get to these women a lot earlier before they go through this whole cycle of trying to get my body done to appease the public and try to do whatever it takes to be relevant, even if I got to go on well, reality shows and make a damn fool of myself or go on Instagram and make a fool of myself just to be relevant and then boom, they hit about 35, 36 and then men aren't taking them serious and they're not getting the heat and they're not giving, getting the options that they used to have, don't have the relevance that they used to have. Now I gotta, you know, let me tone all of this stuff down. Let me take down all my naked pictures. Let me, you know, rebrand. I'm gonna start dressing more. I'm gonna start being, you know, a woman <clears throat> of substance now. And hopefully I can catch something. I'm just tired of seeing that movie. I wish that would get through the women's head a lot earlier that that type of lifestyle and those type of changes are not sustainable when, you, when you're when doing all of this superficial stuff. And a lot of them got to learn the hard way. They got to be baby mamas and two, three kids in deep and weight gains and going dead broke in some instances. Black China ain't broke, but, you know, a lot of women got to go dead broke in some instances. You know what I'm saying? They, all them calls for them video shoots slow down. All them, all them DMs for them flouts show down. You was getting, you know, elite NBA players. Now you're getting G League players hollering at you. Now it's, it's a little different. And now it's like, okay, I got I to gotta rebrand to stay relevant. And that shit is crazy. The white, we just seen Brittany Renner do something similar. In terms of, you know what, I'm... I'm aware of all of the, the the crazy stuff I was doing in the past, and I don't want to be that person anymore. And I'm going to be way more understanding. And it took for me to, to assess my situation and analyze I was doing things wrong and blah blah blah. And again, saying all the right things, but you know, it gets to a point where have you done too much damage to go back? Mm-hmm. And a lot of women have, because if, let's be honest, we're gonna always look at Brittany Renner and think of her past. That's just what it is. Black China, same way. Most people. So if that's the 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 goal, it's a lost cause. And then especially when you have kids, like I think people really gotta be careful too. Um and being a celebrity, I don't think that that doesn't cancel you out on this, but your kids get affected by the stuff that you do or did do in some kind of way. Them kids gonna grow up and could possibly get bullied or something like that. This show, this your mama right here. Just imagine, like growing up, that's real. Like that's you know what I'm saying. So, 
I don't know. People got to got to be real careful. I get when it's just you, like personally, like yes, you can do whatever you want to do, how you want to do it. Mm-hmm. But if especially if you don't plan on having kids, I think yeah, just all the way till you till you gone, go ahead do your thing. But when kids are involved, or if you plan on having kids, that stuff is going to affect them. So you got to be real careful on how you move and what you put out there yeah. because it could come back. <clears throat> Yeah, I agree, man. People got to move a little smarter, man. Got to move a little smarter. On that note, we're going to get into quick hits. All right, first one. It was a clip we were sent, man. We're speaking to how my business picked up after I got married, man. We're going to speak to it. Hmm. Get y'all take on what the man had to say, man. I got married, my business grew 278% over three years. If you look at some of the most successful people in the world, they got one girl, dude. Yeah, yeah. they got one girl, and they got a solid girl. They don't have none of these little Tweety Birds running around. They, They got a solid chick. And the reason they do that is because it creates such a stable place to operate. I know that I've got somebody that's creating a home life for me, a place to relax and rejuvenate, you know, my life force. I don't have somebody arguing with me. I don't have somebody calling me, texting me. I'm not doing enough, blah, 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 or trying to juggle three chicks and all that shit. That's fucking work. That's another full-time job, man. When you have like one person really there to support you and help you so that you can focus on the bigger task, you can't put a price on that. I got married, my business grew 278%. 278% is a hell of a jump. I just want to put that out there. But he was also saying the structure that it Mm -hmm. provides you. Kenny, when you when you hear this type of rhetoric being spoken on, is there some validity to it? Yeah, I think once once you get married, you 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 have people relying relying on you being successful, so you you tend to be more diligent in what you do. You tend to be more uh, you don't be more as complacent as you are when you're single. You know, you <clears throat> you you're really trying to be more successful for your family and and where y'all could be sustainable and. You know, live happy, happily lives until you're 60 years old, and then the side chick pops out. <laughs> <laughs> now you gotta remarry. Hey, it always happens. And rebrand. <laughs> tell, tell me it don't happen. It do happen. It do happen a lot. They 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 got the you know they got the wife and you know <laughs> they build it 250 thousand percent, and then boom, divorce. <laughs> Damn. So hey. If you want to build a successful business, get married early. Fucked up more. More summary. They go kick my ass. Build up your money so the divorce don't hurt you as much. I'll wait for the comment section on this one, boy. They go fire my ass. Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh oh, stability, structure. How's that changed you? Yeah, man, a lot. Uh, we were just having this conversation the other day. And it was real because um, we was talking about just the adjustments in general that we both had to make coming into this space together. Mm. And, you know, I was telling them, like, it's it's easy to, you know, be by yourself. I was like, when, if you by yourself, you blow all your money, it's like, mm, okay, whatever. I You know, I'm going to make it back. It's just me. You know, nobody else is affected by what I'm doing. But when you have somebody else with you, you got to be cognizant of the things that you do. You have to. You know, I can't just go out to the strip club or 
go out, you know, and spend a thousand dollars on some clothes real quick just because I feel like it. Like everybody else is affected when I do these purchases or whatever. So just having that structure and, and knowing that and it's and it's every day. You know, when you single or kind of dating casually, you don't really have to put no plan in place or no structure. You still kind of just freestyling it, doing what you do best, going to your go-tos or whatever. But when you um, have somebody that's dependent on you and it's more than one person, you know, you start having a family now. It's right. like it gets even deeper because it's more people are affected by the choices that you make. So, yeah, it definitely keeps you in line. And it uh, I think it, it helps you really become more of a man. Like, you can definitely have your strategies or foundations and, you know, whatever, that type of game plan. But when you have to deal with somebody and those pivots that happen throughout the relationship with them or the kid, like, that's stuff you have to add to your plate and think about. Definitely. And, you know, as a man, we got to be responsible for all that. So, you know, sometimes it can feel like a little pressure, but um, you got to be built for it. And and that relationship is going to, you know, in a sense, make you or break you. Uh, but having the right partner is definitely key because you can be in that situation and that, that person is making it worse than it should be, causing you hell. So um, choosing your partner, you know, in that instance is, is super important because especially today, like a lot of men are still learning and growing. Like a lot of us haven't had structure. Women, y'all haven't had structure. We haven't had structure. A lot of us haven't had father in our lives just in general. So learning to be who you are, and just coming into your own, like it takes it takes losses. It takes a lot of, you know, uh, serious conversations. And sometimes you'll have women who aren't really ready just to have those conversations with you. Men don't know how to open up to have those conversations a lot of times because we don't trust what the woman gonna do with the information that we're giving them. So um, men men gotta just get better and just stand on your own. That's what that's what another thing that I'm learning. Just stand on your own two feet. Um, and communicate at the end of the day. Just communicate if you're having a bad day, you know. Now, of course, women don't want you whining all the time. But, hey, if you, hey, baby, not today or not right now, you mind if we, you know, talk about this later on or talk about this in the morning. Like, some things you just have to process and, and do on your own before you can come to your woman because, you know, we got to solve our issues within ourselves first. And then bring it to our woman and say, hey, baby, this is how I'm feeling about this. Do you mind if we do it this way, that way? We just got to communicate better and just and be firm in it. That's what it is. A lot of times we think our woman may look at us differently, but I think they'll respect us more if you just say what it is and then go from there. But you have to say it. You know, we'll juggle a lot of times, you know, should I say it this way, should I say it that way? And now it's a week later and it's boom. Now you got to unload all this information on her. And now she taking her back. And you want her to be understanding for that. But you could have said it a little bit earlier. So that's what I'm learning. Yeah, I think, um, you know, relationships are, are, are a lot like working out. Yep, that's absolutely. Um, you know, is it is it comfortable all the time? No, especially initially. Right? And it's hard as hell to get up and go to that damn gym and be disciplined and show up every day. But once you fall in a routine and you start seeing the results in your life and your body and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm looking way better. I'm feeling mm-hmm. way better. Y'all heard them bragging about it at the open of the pod. Just, ah, just to, I don't know. The grass is a bit greener. The air just tastes a little better on this side of the fence. I'm I'm styling. My clothes fitting better. I'm, I'm looking better all the way around. And that motivates you to, okay, now I've accepted this as a lifestyle, and this is this is who I am. This is part of who I am now. 
relationships work the same way. When we go into it, it's, it's, it's hard as hell to be on somebody else's kind of wavelength. Of course, especially if, if they're, how they move is different from how you move. You're not used to, you know, having to check in and, you know, being obligated to somebody else and somebody else being your responsibility. And just like you said, I can't go to the mall and spend that thousand that I was going to spend if I was single. And I got to wait, wait a minute. We got this bill. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be going trying to travel to this place. Okay, my daughter need this. Da, da, da. Okay, so let me, I'm going to go spend 400 now instead of the thousand. You know, what I'm it's hard to make those changes at first because when you come into it, you're just selfish by nature. Because you by yourself, you know what I'm saying? You used to being by yourself. So that's an uh, adjustment to make. And, you know, I think, especially speaking from a male perspective, that's one of the hardest transitions for us. But once we get into it and then we see that our business grow 278%, and then we see how much less drama we in because we're not juggling five different women. And, you know, out here in the streets messing with a lot of sometimes dudes, chicks, or whatever. Now we got to look over our shoulder. We didn't know she had a man. She lied to us, this, that. You know what I'm saying? It's just a whole lot of just issues and personalities and shit that we got to be juggling while we single that you just don't have to worry about in a relationship. You know your woman. Your woman know you. Y'all love each other. Y'all trying to build toward the same thing. And it's just way more peaceful. It provides you structure. It provides you purpose. Okay, I know what I'm working toward. I'm working to uplift us and she working to do the same thing. And and we just kind of bouncing off each other. It's positive energy. It's this, that, and that. When it's done the right way, mm-hmm. right? But after that initial stage that I'm talking about, similar to the gym, when you first go start working out, it's pain because your muscles are breaking down because they have to rebuild, you know, a new. So it's similar in relationships. A lot of times early, there's growing pains involved. Mm-hmm. There's arguments. It's fighting for territory. It's positioning. It's this, that, and the third. But once y'all reach that, you know, stage to where it's like, okay, hey, this is who we are. We building. This is who I am. This is who you are. I accept you for who you are. You accept me for who I am. I am willing to make certain changes and certain compromises to make this situation easier. But once we get to that point, it's smooth sailing if, you, if you're doing it right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I, I agree with them. And adding a another layer to that too, with the with the whole working out. When it comes to your relationships, like working out, like you said, when you when you break it down, you end up growing. When you keep doing it, but also you got to understand that you have to have rest. You need that routine maintenance. You know, like in, like a car. You know, you have certain things, issues that go on with a car. Everybody know what a car does, but then you have small things about the car that sometimes you may have to repair. And the same thing in a relationship. It's small things about that person that, you know, may need repairing or just touch-ups, tune-ups, you know, small things like that. But you have to understand that if you chose that person, you you choosing everything that comes with them, mm-hmm. everything. Like a car, if the tire go flat or blow out, you got to repair it. You know what I'm saying? You need a new starter. You need a new AC, whatever. Like you need to repair that, you know, so y'all can keep on pushing and, and operate at an efficient level. Yeah. It's facts, man. Start walking. <laughs> Get crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, compromises, man, purpose a lot of times has to be compromised or the pace of your pursuit of it slowed down. We're going to speak to this clip they sent us. It was about, you know, should a person have to choose between a person and a purpose? Get y'all take on this dialogue and uh, what they had to say. What matters to you more? Do you care more about fulfilling your dreams or do you care more about preserving and nurturing the relationship? I think if you ever have to choose and they're not the right person. 
like like it's almost impossible for us to be healthily together and you not make me better Okay. It crystallized what I'm here what on this earth is. for. Yeah, it's, 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 it, it, it almost like it's uh, if you're the one for me, it's literally unavoidable. Like we, I'm, I'm gonna have keep to getting people, better. Yeah. yeah, like you're gonna keep making me a better man. And I'm gonna keep making you a better woman. Yeah. And so Absolutely. as as I'm with the person I'm supposed to be with, I, I I almost will accidentally fall into what I'm supposed to do in life. Wow. Because I'm be clearer headed, clearer thinking, more bodily healthy. It's almost, I'm emotionally healthy. Ain't no way I'm not gonna come across my divine calling mm. when I'm with who I'm supposed to be with. Wow. So if I ever have to choose, you might not be the one no matter how much skin in the game we got. That's mm. crazy. Cause that just means you don't have the capacity for what God put me here for. What matters to mm. you more? Do you mm. Mm-hmm. Should a person have to choose between a purpose and a person? Kenny T, what's your thoughts on that when you hear this dialogue being uh, broken down? Do we even know what our purpose is? It's a great question. Most most of the time, your purpose is whatever you end up with in life that you're just great at. Unless you're just born saying, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm supposed to do this. But, I mean, I, I get what he's saying. I mean, it, it sounds good. I mean, some people are just... Um, some people are just going to bond and y'all are just going to fall into your purpose that you don't even know what it is. You're just going to bond and fall into something that they helped you build to be great at and you helped them build to be great at. Uh, I think that's the main goal. I mean, um, most of us don't know what the hell our purpose is. You know, we're just, we're just going about life and whatever path we take, different routes that we choose and hopefully the route that we choose is Sufficient enough to make us a happy life. And on that route, we find a partner that's on that same path. Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, uh, purpose is a hard. I don't know, man. Here's a, here's a question. Have you, I mean, I know you've given a lot of thought to it. But do you feel like you're any closer to finding out what your purpose is? No. I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I know what my purpose is. I think I'm just happy to be alive and and wake up every day, and just following this path that I'm taking day by day. Mm. I think my purpose is to live honestly, and whatever I put do while I'm here on Earth is what I'm doing. You know, I don't I don't think I just have a set thing that's my purpose. Like I think every day. You have a purpose to whatever choice you make. And it's like being on this podcast. That's a purpose. Mm-hmm. Going to work, that might be my purpose. It might be a face I need to see or something. I, don't, I mean, I don't. Maybe I'm thinking about it differently, but I don't. I don't. Next. I don't have like it's as a set skill being my purpose, or a set a, a set moment to where this is my purpose. Uh, I think that's just an everyday thing to wake up and, and live the best life you can. Here's, here's a question. If you was, if you had to, if you were describing yourself mm-hmm. and somebody asked you, hey, what do you think that you're best at? What, what would you say to that? Mm. I think I'm best at keeping a, a 
a calm head and analyzing the situation as a whole mm. in certain moments. Uh, I, uh, also, I think I'm best at not holding grudges or holding an a attitude towards certain things. I, I think I'm good at just, you know, if it happened at this moment, it is what it is. Let me move on. New day, new new opportunity, new this. Seeing uh, the bigger picture. Yeah, I don't. I don't like. I'm not a person that wants to be down. I'm. I'm I want to be around happy people. I want to be happy every day. I wake up. I don't want to wake up and just be mad at something from the previous day. You know, I, I just want to enjoy life and 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 be happy to see the sun when I come when it, when it goes up and be able to be able to see the moon when it comes up. I mean. And then, how would you if somebody's in a situation just like he he referenced? Times that they they trying to pursue what it is that they think that they mm-hmm. purpose is, but they getting pushed back from their partner. How do you feel like they should handle that? Uh, move along. If it's something that you feel that is your purpose, then go do it. If that's what you feel, then then go do it. That means you have a lot of faith and you love whatever it is that you want to do. That's that's what it is. And if that person that's beside you is saying no, you're not supposed to do that. It's not with who you are or whatever it is. I mean, if, as long as it's a good goal. Mm. I'm not saying like, you. oh, I'm supposed to be a drug dealer. <laughs> purpose. No. <laughs> purpose is delivering this product to yeah. the people. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Every day they need me. <laughs> Literally, you see these people lining up outside my house every morning. Yeah, literally, yeah, hey, and how, how can I say that's not his purpose? It might be his that's purpose. Crazy. I don't know. Poison in the community is my purpose. That's crazy. Ba- ba- might be, that money might be population pays control for his kids' tuition in school. His purpose was population control. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> how do we know? Oh crazy. my god! How do we know? That's crazy. I never looked at it from that angle, man. <laughs> Don't shoot that nigga no I never looked at him. I, I mean, I don't know, but I mean, if you have a problem with this person that's beside you giving you grief back and forth, then obviously they're not that one for you. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to keep somebody beside me that has a back and forth with me that just doesn't believe in anything I do and always wants to neglect any type of dream or aspirations that I have. But what if it's not everything? What if it's whatever you want to do? They like, nah, well, baby, I feel like you should be doing this. I feel like you'll be better at this. If they were, okay, for example, if they were a teacher. Mm-hmm. And she came and said, no, nope, baby, I think you'd be better as an entrepreneur. Mm. Leave him alone. Mm. My purpose is to be a teacher. That's that's who I am. Mm. Don't force me to be something that you think I'm supposed to be. Don't build me into somebody that you think I'm supposed to be. I'm already built as this person. But what if you are a teacher, but you can get more money being a tutor? If I'm happy being a teacher, right? why would I put more stress on myself doing something that I don't want to do? Now that's going to bring more attention into our household because I'm doing this for you and it's making me unhappy having to do it. Something that I'm doing for you. And it, it just. I just I just see it as causing a riff. I just see it as you can spend less time at school and you could be more productive and make more money in a small amount of time by being the tutor. But money's not my objective. My objective was to teach more kids at one time and be happy where I am. Money is not my end goal. Like I always say, y'all, some jobs that pay you a lot more money. I make a lot of money at my job, but I would take a, a different job doing something else. That's a lower pay. Because, I mean, sometimes you just, you you sometimes at my job I work a lot of hours. I work almost, sometimes I might work every day or, you know, get less time off. And I don't like that. I like spending time with my family. I like going out. I like exploring the world. I like doing things like that. And for me to do that might be, hey, Take lesser pay. 
I'm okay with that. Money is not my end goal. And I think that's a lot of people's problem. They say, oh, you can't do nothing in this world without, you know, money. Hmm? You can do a lot of things to make yourself happy without that money. So, hmm. as long as you're stable. Like that answer. Oh, should a person have to choose nah. between a person and a purpose? Man. Never, 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 never. Um, first, I'm, I'm going to read because it got a few definitions of purpose. The reason for which something is done or created or which something exists, um, a person's sense or resolve or determination, and it's a particular requirement or consideration, typically one that is temporary or restricted in a scope or extent. So I think I think too you can have you can have more than one purpose. You don't have like just one set purpose. You know, you can have different purposes and different roles that you are doing in your life. Um I think you can have like a main purpose overall. Um and I think I think I have mine or found mine at least. Um Can your main purpose change? Um yeah, I think once that once that mission is completed. I think it can, yeah. Mm-hmm. What if what if the I said I, my purpose was to be in the NFL, mm-hmm. but I never reached the NFL. Mm-hmm. But you can did, did I complete it? But you could be a coach or somewhere on the staff, or you could be tied. I mean, to what the if NFL. I never reached it? Then like what? I say, hey, I wanted to be a chemical engineer. Mm-hmm. And I got a school and realized <laughs> it, it ain't for me. me. No, you, ain't, you ain't lying. Me. I did the same thing. All this math, you can get the fuck. <laughs> I'm happy. What math? Say <laughs> this ain't for me, man. How many atoms? <laughs> physics four. I didn't what? know it was four phases what? of physics. Boy, I got to change that so quick. First semester. <laughs> That's some funny shit. There's so many people listening to this. They can went through that right there. <laughs> <A> periodic table. <laughs> Table I know is what I eat off. <laughs> when I used to see some of my friends oh. do that finite math. Oh Man. no. Man. Oh no, that wasn't even nah. My bad old I didn't to take you off you. you no, nah, you good. No, nah, but I, I think you can still uh Yeah, but maybe that wasn't your purpose. Or you know, maybe you felt that that was and then you know now you gotta find something else to, to keep you kind of going and driven. Um I think mine was just simply having a positive effect on people's life. I think I think that's my purpose. From personal training to doing this podcast, like I just feel like that's always been my calling. Um, even outside of that, like even coming up middle school, high school, whatever, people's always have came to me just like as an ear because I would always just take in what they're saying, kind of give them a little advice here and there. But I think one of my main things that I was good at was just listening to what they were saying. I'm like, yeah, you know, I feel what you're saying. Whether I agreed or disagreed, you know, we was able just to have that type of dialogue. Mm-hmm. So um, that's something I def- I had to reflect and look back on. And like I said, once we started really doing this podcast, I was like, damn, like all that shit kind of tie in. Because seeing seeing the results you get when you help people get motivated, especially when, when it comes to working out, like sometimes people don't know the capabilities that they have. And once they have that accountability partner or once they have a, just a little bit of structure, it just opens something up in them that they never thought they had. And now it's like, you know, I get text messages like I didn't drop two dress sizes or I feel so, so much better than I used to feel. I got so much energy. I'm not as tired as I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Why this <laughs> Kitty always got as a best As soon as he said this, as soon as he started talking, I, I already knew what he was thinking already. Kitty that was crazy. hilarious, dog. Crazy, dog. <laughs> what? Hey, 
<laughs> I'm not even gonna say it. Don't nope, 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 nope. No. We're not doing that. We're not getting uh, canceled. Go ahead. Point is, like you just never know how the effect you can have on people and the positive effect on people. So yeah. Yeah, I mean I I agree, man. I think um I agree with bro. If you gotta choose between your person and your purpose, man, hard decisions gotta be made. That's just what it is. I don't you know, think it's hard. Said. Your purpose was nah, to kick but, them out your life, right? But but that but that's hard because just like you said, you could be deep in the relationship, and oh, then true, you yeah. find your purpose, and then it's like, mm-hmm. well, wait, you you ain't on board with this? We've that's been true, in that's true, that's ten true. years. This this is gonna be a hard decision, but baby, I got to pursue what it is that I feel like my calling is, and if you ain't on board with that, then oh well, you know what I'm saying? Because again, what's the alternative? Mm-hmm. Me not doing it, just like Kenny said, and me choosing to do what you want me to do. And now I'm coming home with resentment every single day. I'm miserable. The funny thing is, what if it's like every five years you have a new purpose? <laughs> got to ask somebody that. And they're like, you know what? Hey, we've been doing this for 15 years. And every five years you got a new purpose. And I've been riding with you. And it's not benefiting me or us as a family. But that's a, that, that's a, that's that's a that was your, That was your purpose to ride that <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. Your pur- yeah, your, your purpose, purpose was to, to ride be there hard road with and me. sustain the relationship. Saddle up. <laughs> Where you trying to go to, goddamn? But I mean, be a long ride. Yeah, I mean, but that, but that's that, that's part of it. When you agree to be with somebody, and that's why vetting is so important, is that you're supposed to understand their personality type. Somebody like that, they got a certain personality type. To where it's like, okay, I'm always trying to try new stuff. This ain't working. Two years, I'm out. Trying something new. This ain't working. I'm starting a business. This ain't working. I'm, I'm going to school for law. Okay, I don't want to do law. I'm going to school for meds. I don't want to do med school. I'm going to school for this. So that type of personality trait is easily identifiable. If you do something, <laughs> finish something. I don't care what type of personality. You about to be a missing person. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You don't think. Shit out. I don't want to do none of that. I want to be a content creator. I want to start a YouTube channel. <laughs> a podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> we don't need no more podcasts. <laughs> See, you ain't supporting their dreams. You ain't supporting their dreams, man. Playing games all day. I want, I want to be a video no gamer on Twitch, man. <laughs> PlayStation still smoking. <laughs> That's real though You know what I'm saying But again That is a personality trait That's easily identifiable You need a vet And realize Okay I don't need nobody That's unstable like that I need somebody Who's set You see what I'm saying But <laughs> as as that person You gotta be with somebody Who encourages that You got to Or or it ain't gonna work Or you just need to be by yourself And pursue what it is You need to pursue Until you find it And then once you find it Okay boom Now I'm, now I'm open to dating But the fact is Most people don't do that Most people try to drag somebody Along for the ride Even though you know they they've been trying to get off the train, three three uh career uh uh, uh options back, but you just I ah, just ride with me, just stay down with me, just go, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna get it done, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. <clears throat> nah, sometimes you know hard decisions gotta be made, and if you are interrupting me in terms of what I feel like is my calling, you gotta go. Mm-hmm. Cause me being with you, it ain't gonna do me no good, it ain't gonna do you no good. You know, so you got resentment, I got resentment. Let's just wrap this. You go find somebody who's on the same page. So I feel like what he's saying is right. Your person should encourage your purpose. Your person should have faith in you, even if they don't understand the purpose that you're pursuing. And, you know, trust the fact that you're going to be able to be the man or the woman that you need to be in this relationship while you're pursuing it. And if they don't have that belief, you're wasting your time. So it's unfortunate, man, but it's life. Um, 
prayers to all parties involved, people out there trying to figure it out with five or six different majors and if your purpose was to be a crackhead. Next topic, man. Uh, that ain't part. last one of the quick hits, <laughs> man. <laughs> Population control. Hell no. Nah. Population control is hell of a purpose. I ain't see that one coming. Uh, should we be raising our kids to find a spouse? I'm gonna play this clip, man. Get y'all take on this thing, man. Do you think that women should be raising their daughters to be with the man? Or to be wise. Let me say this. I, you know, you went to school in a predominantly white community. And I actually heard uh, some white folks say that they were raising their children to go to school and to find a husband. Find a husband and to uh, find the, the, the best one suitor that they could find, whether it be an athlete or whatever. And I thought that was so fucked up. <laughs> I really did. I thought that was just so fucked up. But some people would say that's what's wrong with the black community. We aren't raising our children. I'm raising my children. To be mates to each other. They, I'm, I don't I have no problem with you being a mate, but I'm not raising you to go find, go find a man in college so that you can get married and become his wife or his his whatever. I'm raising you to be a very productive individual to where you can compete in this world to be a successful person. Necessary raising you to be somebody's wife, being successful. Now I'm not saying being somebody's wife is not successful. I'm saying raising you to think that that's all life has to offer you is fucked up. Do you think that women should be mm. Should you be raising your kids to be a spouse, to find a partner, or should you be raising them more in line with what the older woman had to say in, in, in this video, man, just to be a productive citizen? What's your thoughts on that? Hmm. I think the best way you can raise your kids to find a spouse is by having a two-parent household with a successful relationship that they see every day. Mm. That is the best way to raise to raise your kids to want to have a spouse. Without even saying it. They just grow up seeing it. They grow up seeing their mother and father together 34 years, uh, always happy, never see them arguing or get into you in front of you. That makes you want to have that same type of relationship. Uh, but for what the uh, lady said, mm, she kind of has a point. You know, some people, man, that's a hard, hard answer. If if it was up to me, I would I would do like the old lady say, I would raise my kids to be successful individuals, and not just think they they're not successful just because they're not married. I think there's other things you can provide to this world than uh, a marriage and kids, but. I would try to provide a, a a household that had a successful marriage and where they could see it, if that makes sense. Hmm. Mm. Oh, just take on it, man. Should you be raising your kids to be a spouse, or should you just raise them to be a productive citizen overall and take care of themselves? Um, I'm leaning towards both. Like you, because especially. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> 
Hold on. Safe. No. I'm, I'm leaning towards both. <laughs> you got to. You ain't leaning on either side. Yeah, I am. My answer. My, I'm leaning on my you answer. You got to pick one or the other. We ain't doing both. I'm, this is a no both show. No, this is what I'm doing because. And let me, let me tell you why. All right. I'm sorry. So, like she said, I ain't with it. You, I definitely you want to raise your sons, daughters, whoever to be a great person, great individual overall. You want them to have self-sufficiency. You want them to be smart. You want them to, you know, do all those things. Know how to work the room. Know how to talk to people. Be respectful. All those certain things. But I also don't see nothing wrong with teaching them how to be a spouse. Like, these are character. If you want a relationship, these are the characteristics that you should have or should provide in order to have a successful marriage. Now, like she said, which she clarified and I appreciate at the end, was if that's, that shouldn't be the only thing. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why I definitely agree with that shouldn't be the only thing. But if you're teaching them how to just be a great person in life and 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 trying to set them up for success, like yes, you want to find somebody along the way. So when you get that person along the way, this is how you should be treating them, or this is what you should look for, or whatever you know. So I, I mean, you, I think it's okay to have both. It's okay to have both, especially if you want to further your legacy. You want to you want to carry your name on. Like if if you don't have structure and they haven't seen it or anything like that, then how are you gonna be able to really carry on your name? And that's another thing we're not like we don't really take pride <clears throat> in our name anymore like we used to. Like you used to have oh that's that's them Wilson boys or that's them that's them Mutons that's them like at least from where we from like you were known by your name by your parents by your grandparents. That's how you were kind of judged based off of. And if you were part of somebody's legacy, it was like, oh yeah, them, oh them, they, they, they were some, they were some, some bad ones. Them, they uncles or whatever ran the streets. Or, but when you had a positive role model, your people was good people. Your reputation upheld in a lot of places, in schools, element. It started elementary, you know. Like again, from where we come from, it's like, oh yeah, your mother is such and such, your grandma is such and such. Oh yeah, yeah. So they, for the most part, have a good perception of you because of the people that they interacted with as they were coming up. So your name is everything. So teaching them how to be a good person and teaching them how to good, be a, a good spouse, a great spouse, I think is equally important. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, I, don't, I don't think you can teach somebody how to be a spouse. And the, the reason being is because, again, every relationship has their own unique identity. Right? Of course. So I can, of course. I can, I can teach you. I don't know. I guess like the the traits that I'm putting into you to be a productive citizen are transferable traits to you being successful in a relationship. But I'm not teaching my daughter, hey, go find a husband in college, which is what the scenario is speaking to. No, you go to college to get your education. You go to college to solidify your stability. If a husband comes along, then you can entertain that situation. And you find a man that's worthy enough for leading, then you follow his leadership. But in terms of like, hey, nah, you need to go, you know, your game plan need to be finding a husband in college. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that um, because it's teaching you to be dependent. And that's not what I'm teaching any of my kids. Fact is, is that relationships are not a stable enough commodity um, for your sole livelihood to be tied to it. That's just what it is. Now, if we talking 50, 60 years ago, different conversation. Right, because women weren't really allowed to work, women weren't really allowed to vote, things of this nature. So it's like, okay, you kind of the, the man you pick is the most important decision that you're gonna make back then, because that's what your livelihood is tied to. But today, not the case. Today, women can be go out there and make big dollars and 
drive their own cars and have big houses and things of that nature. Now, again, it's not saying that, you know, once you find leadership that, that you shouldn't, you know, I guess know how to ingratiate yourself. But the traits that I'm teaching you to go be productive in life are going to be transferable and you're going to be shapeable. You're going to be versatile enough to be able to get into that relationship and see what that unique man wants and to be able to adapt if you're willing to adapt to what he wants. So just that whole notion. And again, you know, I know other other cultures do it and things of that nature. But fact is other cultures are completely different from us. They have completely different backgrounds, completely different financial circumstances mm-hmm. from us and things of that nature. Fact is a lot of us, especially if they're in college, it's first of their family to go. They trying to climb out of poverty. They trying to figure it out. They trying <clears> to... <throat> you know, just reach some type of stability. And it's hard for you to be successful in doing that if you focused on finding a man or focused on finding a woman. No, you need to focus on solidifying your stable lifestyle first. Everything else falls on the back end of that. But it sounds like what they're saying is, hey, you know, what Bree was saying, uh, salute to Bree Renee as well, just shot some content with her with Ace uh, Metaphor, solid chick. But, uh, what she was saying is like the the notion from a lot of races. Hey, you go find that husband. Everything else, take a back seat. Hell no, I'm not. I'm not raising my kids to do mm-hmm. that. That's 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 just not realistic to me. Yeah, yeah. Everything else taking a back seat. No, definitely not. But but you don't think that we would benefit? Let's say in the in the, the great in the perfect situation to where um, you said perfect situation. <clears throat> Not even perfect situation. In a situation where we're both going to to school, because uh-huh. because that's a realistic situation. A man and a woman going to school from our community, going to school. They both getting their degrees, and they get into their field after they graduate. Now you're able at 24, 25, to really start coming to some money, versus you doing everything on your own till you in your 30s. Then you get married or settle down. Mm. So you don't think that would be good, like early on for us as a whole to. To get that, you know, sold up early, that way we can have money early, we can have a house early, like we can do more things at an earlier age, younger age, yeah. because that's our focus first on just ourselves and then meet to somebody. Because I think... Well, you just focused on yourself when you both got your degrees. You still... Yeah, you... But you can... I just, I'm just saying I think both can be done at the same time. You can still focus on yourself if both of y'all... Our cousin, in a sense... Both both of them went to school or in school when they, they just graduated. Um, nurse and a doctor, right? Something like that. Both both doctors. I'm not sure, but but go, but, go ahead. but in a sense, like they both went to school at a you know, and they was dating at 19, 20, finished in med school, all that stuff together, and they still together. Right. So so again, and and again, you you're speaking from an ideal place, and I and I, I don't like to speak to ideal. Fact is, is that. When both of us is in college, something is going to take a backseat. Yeah. So, you see what I'm saying? So, again, my notion was priority should be solidifying your stability. Yes. Everything else takes a backseat to that. Now, you're saying that you can do both at the same time. Sure. I could also go to the convenience store today and win the lottery. But what I'm saying is likelihood is one of them is going to suffer. So, you have to lean away. Which one is priority? It should be school. It should be. Then we agree. How, and, your, and I think your cousins chose school first in your situation that you gave. They chose school, but they still stayed together throughout the process. I'm just saying we need to make that more of a norm. Like, 
So it's not just an ideal situation. And that's the that's the problem with us is the fact that we don't do that as often as we should. And other races, they have done that. And that's been like their thing. You know what I'm saying? So if we copy that formula, if and you compare it, it'll, you know, hopefully we should have success based off what they have done. Talking about staying together from high school? I mean, it's just in college, getting together early in college, being serious about your school. You still have your mate, but school comes first for both of y'all. Schools come first. We both get our jobs after, you know, after we graduate college and then we're able to flourish and we attack that early versus us kind of struggling to the finish line and really working ourselves until we, you know, close to 30, in our 30s. And you're telling, meet with you're telling an 18, 19 year old who don't even know themselves will probably change their major three or four times before they graduate college to that, find a mate, the first one they see. Nope, I didn't say that. I didn't say first one they see. Okay, so if it's not the first one you see, then obviously you're going to continue to be dating while in college. And school how much is time, first. How much time does that take away from your schoolwork? School is first. We said that already. It doesn't matter. Well, then how? Dating. Well, then how can we take take the approach that you're trying to make by saying, "Hey, date, but still do school"? Because if you're dating, school comes on, first. Yeah, so you then you won't be able to date at all. You won't be able to do the the, the yes, example you, you gave. You won't be able to do. Yes, you can. Successfully, yes, you can. It's been done. We just don't do it. That's what I'm saying. Like school comes first. My question is this: Oh, is that how is that different than how we doing it now? School come first. If I and if I find somebody, boom, then we can then we can ride it out on on the back. People doing that now, which which is why I say you're trying to play both sides of the fence and you can't. What is priority? Heavy priority. You trying to say, okay, yeah, we can make the priority, but it should be right there up under it. Fact is, is that that's the way people in their head feel like they're doing it now. I'm going to school, get my degree, get, get my money. If I meet somebody cool, then we can pursue it if it's, if it's you know, worth worth pursuing. But people ain't just going into that saying, you know what, now I'm blocking everything out. I'm going to school first. I don't want to date. I don't want to entertain. I don't want to have sex. I don't want to do nothing. That's not how people moving. People people moving with priority of school first. And if I can find something cool, how is that? How is what you're saying different than what they're doing? I don't, I don't think people are doing it. That's why. We, what you we, think they're doing? People are getting in relationships, getting pregnant, and dropping out of school. That's what they doing. They're not putting school first. That's that's reality. So they're put. So they're putting dating first. Then yes. So then your your option still doesn't work then. But I'm, what I'm saying is, in order for it to work efficiently, what we should do is focus on school first. Like I've been yeah, like we agreed to. Mm-hmm. If you find your person along the way. That could be the first person. That could be the tenth person. However, you date, but you you still put school first. Thing is, though, is that we are we are arguing for no reason, because again, that's what people are doing. Even those people who get pregnant and drop out, do you think that they went into that relationship with the odd mindset that hey, this ain't gonna work? I'm about to just have a baby and drop out of school. No, they, they, those people thought they found a person, and then it it failed for whatever reason. And that, and again, them pursuing that relationship so heavily fucked up their schooling. To where it's like I'm so consumed with trying to find this person and make this relationship work that my grades are slipping and now I'm on academic probation mm-hmm. and now I'm kicked out. Now I got pregnant and now we broke up. But again, the intention is the same. I'm going to school to get this degree. If I find somebody cool, we're going to try to ride it out. Mm-hmm. How is that? I ask again, how is that different than the mindset people are going into college with now? I think in comparison to what you're advising them to do. Yeah, I think we, we just argue with two different things. Um, I'm just simply saying. In order to change, in order to change the, perspe- the perception, 
and everything that that's how we should be moving, just being more intentional. One, being more intentional about our schools uh, and more intentional about relationships just in general in order to be more successful early on. And we're not doing that. It's, right now, it's kind of one or the other. It's either I'm focused on school heavily, and then now I'm, you know, they 35. They didn't live their life from 25, 35, whatever, traveling, doing this, doing that. And now you're ready to settle down and kind of look for somebody. Or they just, you know, never focused at all, and then they're at where they're at now instead of, you know, focusing on school. So I'm just simply saying to reverse that, you know, because we, we kind of we have a little influence if we can preach to the younger kids to, yes, focus on school, but understand the importance of a relationship when we when you get with someone. Because that's why you and Smooth both make great points. You know, when Smooth said get with somebody early on when you're struggling, because at the end of the day, you like that's when you get kind of the most respect from somebody um, and when you respect somebody in general when – when y'all have been in similar instances and that we both kind of came from the bottom and seen each other, you know, when we didn't have as much as we have now, we're able to respect each other and grow and have a better understanding of each other versus both of us already being successful and assuming that somebody trying to come for somebody just because we're in a, a better place than what we used to be. But see, that's what me and Smooth often disagrees at. He speaks to it from the angle as, okay, you need to find somebody early so I can trust them. I trust you. You was with me when I was broke, this, that, and the third, in comparison to me going, get the degree, going mm-hmm. to blow up, get my money, and now I'm dating somebody that I got to question their you know, intentions or whatever. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, is that you go establish yourself, get your money right, and then when you date somebody, you date somebody that's on your same level. Mm-hmm. Then you don't have to worry about that you're trying to come get my money. Shit, you make just as much money as I do. Mm-hmm. But again, it's always spoken to from the perspective of I'm successful and I'm dating down. That's what we disagree at. In my opinion, okay, okay. I think you got to solidify yourself in a comfortable fashion first because, like I say all the time, a broke man cannot be focused on a relationship. He is he's clipping his knees out from under him because relationships require a lot of time, energy, and effort. We it all does. know it does. we've we've been in them. Absolutely. Which is why I said it's not realistic for you for we for not necessarily you, but for people to say you can pursue both at the same time, give both the same amount of attention. That's not realistic. And 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 more times than not, and which is what I tell Smooth all the time, the likelihood of that type of relationship that he was in surviving is low. It's very low because, for one, at that young, you don't even know who the hell you are yet. Going back to what Kenny said, I'm 18. I just left my house. I'm not even living for me yet. I'm living for mm-hmm. what my parents want me to do. Mm-hmm. It's not until you get to about 23, 24, it's like, okay, I don't give a damn what nobody say. I want to do this. I'm about to go do this. That's when you know yourself. Okay. But when you're dating somebody before you know yourself, and just like people done, done wrote in and said, yeah, but we met young, but just like you said, Trill, I grew up and I wanted to do this and she wanted to do that, and, and, and it didn't work. We fell apart. That's going to happen way more times than you're going to stay together. So if that does, have yourself solidified to where, okay, losing her is just going to hurt from an emotional perspective, but it's not going to hurt my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But if I'm broke as hell and I'm focused on 
maintaining a relationship, my career is going to suffer. My degree is going to suffer. Even go back to what you just said. It's chicks that got with a dude thinking it's going somewhere. It don't. She get pregnant, got to drop out of school, and now she got to finish her degree whenever she can. But in the process, I'm substitute teaching. I'm working cashier here. I'm trying to take care of my kids. I'm on government assistance. He ain't helping. This, that, and the third. Why? Because you prioritize the relationship over securing your financial stability first. Mm-hmm. And now I got to depend on finding a new man that's willing to take me, my kids, and all my trauma from this relationship and my lack of financial stability on. The chances of that happening are very low mm-hmm. in comparison to, hey, I go get my bag, go get my car, go get where I'm going to stay. My lifestyle is comfortable. I meet somebody on my level and we can build from there. I feel like that's way more. If I'm advising somebody, that's what I would advise. Because the other side, the likelihood of it surviving is not high. It's so many different people who was in high school. I found my lifelong soulmate. 21, they, ain't, they can't stand each other. Can't even be in the same room with each other. So, again, all I'm saying is solidify yourself first. Same thing I always tell the smooth. Now, again, he speaks to his situation. That's very anecdotal for you to do. Sure, you did it. Y'all was young. Y'all did y'all thing. I was young. We did our thing. But my, that's just like a motherfucker in the street selling drugs. Yeah, I sold drugs for 15 years. I've never been to jail. You should do the same thing. That's bad advice. So. Because likelihood is you're going to go to jail. I just beat the odds. My, my situation is not the standard. What, what, what should you advise? Somebody to be comfortable from a financial stable position so they can focus on building their relationship, especially from a man. Because if my money is not right, I'm not going to be no good in a relationship. Most men. So... That's what and, we did. And, and we're not saying school school is a four year degree. Sometimes five, six, seven. Well, if you focus, if you if you went on it like you're supposed to be focusing, we're gonna go four years. We ain't gonna extend it. I mean, people working. That's real. Work. Today, people gotta work to pay their way through school. <clears throat> no, we gotta which, add which, which, which takes, No, 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 no. That's true. Which which takes away even more time from the relationship, but continue. But okay, my question is the people that we the people that we're speaking on, are they moving with intent? Or is it just they just kind of freestyling? My question is, how can you move with intent when you don't even know who the hell you are or what you want to do yet? How, how, how can you do it? How can somebody that's 18 be moving with intent in terms of a relationship? With the right structure. Going back to if, if we raise our people right from an earlier age, you can say, hey, these are the steps that it takes to get to where you need to be. And if you follow this program, I'm not saying the results going to be perfect. I'm not saying your results going to turn out like mine, but this is the path of success and just stay within this scope in a sense. But see, and I think that would help, you know, help people out a little bit. Right. And, and, and again, it, it may help them out from a financial perspective, which is again, speaking to the difference in background and foundation that us and those other cultures have. A lot of those people are speaking from example, speaking from perspective of people that got trust funds set up. We got businesses. We got money within the family. So, hey, this is the path. If you want to go to school, you get your degree in in accounting. We got a big-ass accounting firm. You come work for me, get your money right, this, that, and the third. A lot of black folks, just be honest, don't come from that. So it's kind of hard to give, okay, you should do this and then go be successful. Fact is, a lot of us going to college is our first time there. Mm-hmm. Niggas giving you a hey man, just just go to school. Mm-hmm. Just do something. Just experience it. Right. So, mm-hmm. so again, how focused, how intentional can somebody that's coming from that type of background be 
If you don't even know what the hell you're going to do. My, 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 my pops worked in I'm driving trucks. So my mama was working in, at the damn picking up phones, bill collector for 20 years. I don't want to do that. How much advice can she really give me as far as structure and things that I should go do? So that's the difference between us and those other cultures. We got we got to be the first ones in our family to figure it out, to figure out what stability is. And it's hard to do that when you're trying to juggle a relationship. Because mm-hmm. of the amount of time, energy, and effort that it takes to maintain it. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, that's why I said something's going to suffer. Whether it's the relationship going to suffer because you ain't giving it the amount of time because you focus, going to work, studying, things of that nature. I can't, I can't go on dates with you every week. I can't talk on the phone with you all day long. Mm-hmm. Or your career is going to suffer because now my baby want to do this. She want to do that. She want to come over. She want to kick it. You know what? I know I got to test tomorrow, but let me kind of, you know, I I I, I, I I start studying this movie. Now I start studying at 2 a.m. It's all good. He know. Make your baby good. Oh, this no relationship. <laughs> and then and then School your academics comes fall first. But it can't come first. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that so so again, you know, that that's just the the, the difference in perspective. But I I, I see what you say in terms of just hey, we should I guess be more prepared in or uh, put it higher on the priority list, I guess, of like maintaining a relationship and things like that. But again, if your situation from a financial perspective ain't solid, you can't do that, is what I'm saying. More times than not. The, the percentage of it succeeding is low. You wanna know how we can help them? Follow Christian Podcast and all. <laughs> <laughs> Backslash Patreon. You could also uh purchase merch. Yeah. So but again, prayers to all parties involved, man. I, I just I just want people to just move right, man, and 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 get get yourself situated. There's so many people out here that's just not doing well from a career perspective. From, from they just getting by because they didn't got pregnant or they didn't did this. They gambling and taking chances on shit. The, the likelihood of a relationship surviving is not on your side. It's just like going to the casino. If I gamble enough, I'm gonna lose it all. The odds are against me in this. As soon as you walk through that damn door. As soon as you mm-hmm. walk through the door. It's they the op- same. They ain't open 24-7 just because they losing. <laughs> <laughs> and ain't new casinos popping up all over the Vegas because they losing money. The odds are against me. So prepare for it is all I'm saying. If you run into something that's that you feel solid, y'all going in the same direction, pursue it. Cool. But there needs to be understanding, hey, my priority is this. You're going to be second. That's what I'm saying. And yes. you got to be with somebody who's willing to take that and accept the fact that I'm going to be second priority in their life. In fact, is most people are not. Shannon Sharp just did an interview in which he was speaking to it. Mm-hmm. I'm pursuing this NFL. And yeah, I'm, I'm a, I, I dated plenty of chicks. Say, oh, I don't mind. I understand. And then as that career goes on, oh, I know what you said, but can we at least a date night here, something here, something there? Baby, I can't do that. I got film. I mm-hmm. can't do that, baby. I got weights. I can't do that, baby. I got to study. I can't do that, baby. I got exam. Eventually... That 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 lie that they told is gonna reveal itself. And that's the case in most situations. Most people are not cool with being second priority. I don't give a damn what it's to. Even if it's for a big money play. Or your kids that you may have. This is another example. So that's why I say likelihood of that shit, not high. Solidify your bag, take care of everything else on the back end. That's my advice. But we're gonna get into uh advice college. All right, this is from Sharina, Patreon. Make sure, man. Y'all, 
Y'all don't be announcing how y'all need to announce, man. She says, hello, I'm a Patreon member who would like advice from you guys. My name is Shireen. I'm 28 years old and I'm in a relationship with a felon. He is 42 years old. We live together. We both. What? We both have. What? <laughs> Here out. Oh, yeah. You, you trying to say they don't, need, they don't deserve love? Here out. Here out. My name is Sharina. I'm 28 years old, and I'm in a relationship with a felon. He is 42 years old. We live together. We both have no kids. We both make 60K a year, and we have been together for two years. Overall, he treats me very good. He cooks, cleans, caters, respects me, loves me. He's loyal. Sex is great. He works hard, romantic, pays bills, supports my goals, gives me emotional support and more. I love him, but... I was waiting for the big but. I think I grew resentment for him. I believe it's because of all that I've dealt with in the relationship when it comes to him trying to clean up his past life. It took some time for him to get on his feet. I stuck around while he got a trade, a new car, and is now making 60000 Sticking around while he didn't have nothing wasn't easy. He works every day and shows me every day that he wants a new life for himself. However, he is currently on house arrest, which means we are extremely limited to the things we can do as a couple outside the house, which leaves me bored most of the time. Although he does make an effort to romantically spice up the relationship inside the house, it's just not enough anymore. He also has an open case he is still dealing with from three years ago before we got together that will guarantee put him back in prison for another year or two. I already stayed around the first time he went to prison for eight months, and it was miserable. I don't want to go through that for another two years. I'm growing resentment because of the baggage he comes with and inconsistency. Once he goes back to prison, he'll have to start all over again in terms of getting himself on his feet. Once he gets out again, I'm basically exhausted of holding him down. My question is, should I hold on to what me and him have and stick it out, considering outside of his current case, he is truly a good man? I ain't giving no advice. Who has proven he wants a better life for himself and also treats me great, or should I end the relationship now and start dating again? Also, do you think he deserves a second chance at life and love, regardless of his past decisions and being a felon? I'm 28. I have a ticking clock. Do you think I should move on, considering two years of waiting on him will push back my time of having a baby two or three years, making me 30 or 31 trying to conceive? Thank you guys for the advice. I love the podcast. Baby, hold on to me. <laughs> see, know, I'm a special guy. I don't know, man, because I, I see it from, from different angles. Um, But it comes down to you. What do you want? What do you want to deal with? What are you willing to tolerate? Um, You're going resentment, but you knew this man's history. You signed up for all that. Question though, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna add a layer because I, I think we all agree on what the general thing is. I'm gonna tell the story. If this was your daughter, your daughter is 28. She's dating a felon, 42 years old, 14 years older than her. She as soon as she told me he was a felon, I would have told her get out. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Uh, What's the charge? I'm sorry. That's my question. That's what I was about to get what, to. This nigga on house arrest. That's it's what I was about to big. get to. What's the charge? The nigga on house arrest. About to get to. What? He could have. He could have. You been, no. Now been, nope. Now my whole family evading. in danger. My whole family in danger. <laughs> <laughs> he could be tax evading. You know what I'm saying? He could be a scam. Nah, he ain't on house arrest for tax evading. He ain't doing that. You can't even take my. You can't take the kids out. You can't do nothing. They ain't got no kids yet. I mean, they don't. But. No, I'm so he has if I had a daughter. No. What's what's the charge? 
something that he about to go back for. I need to know what the charge is. Aggravated assault or something. But know. nah, it's probably some armed robbery. Aggravated. Uh, Maybe he aggravated was a driver in an armed robbery that when he drugs. was a young when he was a young age and. You know, shit, the nigga got in trouble left. three years ago, Kenny. They were together for two. <laughs> the charge just got buried up three years. It, it was this on, is the second time. It was no, on, it was on. It was on postponed. <laughs> no, no. Oh man, stop laughing, B. So, so I need that so, same victory, so, from the last. So that's the same. Energy. <laughs> the same energy. So got, the man. whole shit happened when he was thirty-nine. Yep. Yep. The the recent incident. The recent. Incident before How long she said She held him down Eight Wait. months So he went to jail Eight months mm-hmm. Got out And then Now he facing Another charge From the same offense But I guess That situation Got pushed back Ah okay And now You know So He facing two to Two to three So eight months For the first charge It couldn't have been That bad then It was only eight months mm-hmm. I mean It have been drugs That's what I'm thinking yeah. It's probably but drugs Probably like some aggravated Robbery or, or, or yeah, something yeah. like that I'm not uh, saying that they don't deserve love, so don't get me wrong. That's what you, but not for my daughter. Not for my daughter. <laughs> that nigga nope. Crazy I'm sorry. That's for any of y'all. That's just what it is. I'm sorry. That's the chance I got. T- I'm I'm taking as a father. I'm mm-hmm. thinking about it from a from a father's aspect now. But at the end of the day, she gonna do what she want to do, no matter how much I try to guide her or whatever. She gonna, mm-hmm. you know. So, but just advice. No, I'm sorry. Oh, say hell no. Nah. I'm sorry, fellas. I'm sorry. Uh, not mine. <laughs> go go to somebody else's daughter. Mm-mm. Somebody, somebody else to do it. <laughs> Kenny, your daughter, twenty eight. She dating a felon that's forty two. He might go back uh, soon for two to three years for a crime that he committed before they was together. Uh-huh. And my, she held him down. My bad. And that's the extra layer. If it, it was in yeah, the past, I would I would definitely try to get him some slack because I understand men change. They do stuff when they're early, young and dumb. Cool. Definitely get that. But you did this shit again at 39. <laughs> no, it's a charge from a first offense. He did, it yeah. wasn't like two separate things. It was, it's two separate charges from one offense, basically. Yeah. But if I, but again, if we had to put an age on it, it's 36. You fucking yeah, up. Yeah, he, he was 36. 37, 36, something like that. So that's that, too late to that's be fucking a, up. Yeah. That's too late to be fucking up. That's tough, man. I'm sorry, but cool. Maybe he was just getting away with it for so long that he was making bread with it, and they just finally caught him at 36. I ain't gonna say that. Well, I ain't gonna say hey. that. I ain't gonna say that. Uh man, I would say for her situation. You, you already you already growing resentment and he ain't even in jail back in jail yet. You don't even know the decision of the case. I don't even think the decision would even deter you from doing anything else. Right. You're tired of being in the house around him because he's forty two years old and y'all don't really connect anyway. Let's just be honest. Uh and the fact that the sex is not keeping you there anymore. Mm, I would say leave. Mm. I like it. Uh, I mean, damn! I, you say he's a good guy, you know, and everything. But if you just can't, if you can't be in the house with him <laughs> so long no more, and you, he was only gone for eight months, and you hated that, so two years. You <laughs> just imagine what you're gonna do when he's gone for two years. Be ready and to you ghost. already, you already out of being in love with him. Really, yeah. The infatuation phase. Over so there. I would say you got you got to leave. And hopefully you tell him why you're on the phone with him. Because <laughs> he, he might go back. <laughs> Apparently. You might have another he case. Might have another case. So I would call him up and say, hey, baby, I just can't do it no more. I'm sorry. Y'all boys going ahead. I moved out of town. <laughs> Don't come looking for me. <laughs> he going to catch a case while you're there. You tell him that. Hey, 
I'm just saying that's, that's crazy. You gotta have a serious conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no way, boy. Ain't Man, no way. and I don't want to make it seem like felons can't change because they can. That's they what definitely I'm saying. can. You know. That's what but I'm for her situation and her growing resentment already, he ain't even gone yet. She wants Case kids. Even happened. She wants kids. She doesn't want to raise the kids with her father, their father already in jail, hoping that when he come back out, that she's going to be the one mainly providing anyway, mm-hmm. because he's going to lose his job. Uh, I mean, it's just so much that she's already, she already didn't see the future of how much she's going to hate him. And when he come out, he don't, he ain't going to need that. Cause guess what he going to do? If he was selling drugs before, he going to find a way to, Make that money just so he can please you before you to stay. Two-time fella. At, at 44 years old. Good luck. Right now, it wasn't going to help. I mean, she already said she's already growing resent, resentment. That seed has been planted. Sharina, I'm I'm going I'm to keep it all the way G with you, man. You could be doing so much better than this. You're 28 years old. You got no kids. You're making 60000 a year. You could be doing so much better than this. And don't get me wrong. It's no... No knock it. Well, it is a knock against him. You still committing petty crimes at 35, 36. We got problems. That's my that's my issue. Now, if okay, he did something at 22, 23, that's following him or whatever, then that's a different conversation. This is a new offense. He did eight, coming back, do two or three. I know how the legal system works, unfortunately. A lot of my family did a lot of jail time and things of that nature. These are petty crimes that he's doing at 35, mm-hmm. 36. And just because he got out. Felony ain't no petty. He, well, I mean, if it's if it's robbery and theft, shit like that, like it's a lot of things. Uh, Jonathan Majors got a felony assault for Damn. strangling the, the shit. But again, that's not a conversation of the day. We ain't here to debate the the level of the crimes. The timing of the crimes is very important to me, mm. right? And again, y'all have nothing. That man's fourteen years older than you, so that's already a red flag to me, right? But two is you did a lot. To get him in the position that he's in, in my opinion, more than you should have did. But you did it. And, and I think that's more what you're hanging on to than anything else. You literally got this man a place to stay, got this man a trade, got this man making $60,000 a year, coming fresh off a felony, fresh out of jail, things of that nature. And he's 14 years older than you. She was being and you help. put him in position to she do this. being things. a helpmate. Don't we talk about that, being a helpmate? Yeah, we talk about being a helpmate <laughs> for a grown-ass man. Accepting somebody with, for who they are. He was a leader. He just he just nah, had he to get no back leader. on it. He was. Yeah. No leader, what if he was making bread before, got caught, and just had to start over again? But he was making bread before. So, again, when you're committing crimes at 36. <laughs> what my boy Mark Phillips said, you're 36. <laughs> 36. <laughs> you're 40. <laughs> It's no excuse for that, especially when you're 14 years older than the woman you're dating. What type of example, what type of leadership is that setting? So in my opinion, like I said, you have no kids tying you to them. You don't have nothing tying you to them. And you already have resentment for them. The, the eight months that you waited broke you. What do you think 36 months is going to do? So... It's a situation where, hey, man, I appreciate the man you are and things of that nature, but sometimes your past catches up to you and, and won't let you pursue certain opportunities. There are consequences to what we do outside. That's just what it is. That's life. Just like a woman who got two or three kids. Again, she could have went to those situations with the best intentions, but when you come on this market and they see two or three kids, there's going to be consequences to that. There'll be certain men be like, nah, I'm cool. I don't want no parts of that. That's just part of the game. So with him, it's the same thing. Don't feel guilty because you're not willing to ride with him through a three-year, three-and-a-half-year prison bid, a man that's 14 years older than you, that you put money in his pockets, put him in position to win. You've done enough. 
But for him to be going back, and again, it could be it could be the same charge. But fact is, is that you about to be two or three years holding him down from the outside in a situation that you already feel like is untenable. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna get better. That that distance is not gonna make it no better. I'm gonna just say that. So walk away from that. Find you a man who's on your level. Hit the ground running. Don't put your life on hold for a 42 year old multiple felon, multiple predicate felon. You deserve better. That's my advice. Uh, last one of the day. I'm just saying you could do better. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Where we at? Tell Where we me at? Oh. All right, Courtney, Patreon. All right, Courtney says, Hey, it's Courtney from Houston. I'm writing you about my boyfriend. I've written uh, y'all about us before, like two other times. I haven't really talked about this with my friends because I'm so messed up. And they were just saying they want us to get back together and hyping us and this and that. So we've been together four years come April. And we were really rocky in December. So much so, we started couples therapy. We only did a few sessions because I didn't feel like we were getting anywhere. Just talking about communication uh, when our big issue was commitment at the time. Around December, he started getting his third, oh, he started getting his weird itch. Like we were moving too fast. He doesn't know if he wants to get married anymore. He wants me, but doesn't think we can be together right now. The end of January comes and we broke up. He moved out the day of the Super Bowl. And after that, we just maintained a friendship that wasn't uh, that wasn't really just that because every time we're together, we have sex. Of course. Anyways, this past week, he says he's come to the realization that I'm who he wants to be with. <coughs> that he wrote... <laughs> no, my bad. <laughs> that was actually... That he wrote out... Uh, the type of woman that he wants to be with, and he kept describing me. We had a long, hard, honest conversation about everything, and it was great. And it made me feel comfortable enough to agree to start again with him. Last night, he calls me and tells me that this girl that he has sex with once is pregnant. Probably a few weeks, I'll assume. I could tell he didn't want to tell me. He sounded so upset, I was in shock. I still haven't cried yet, but I know it'll come. He said he doesn't want me to leave him, and part of me doesn't want to. Another part of me thinks it's best if I do. I don't know. I've never, I've never experienced this before. I feel so broken and defeated right now. I know it's a lot, and I'd have to be more selfless than I've already been, and I don't think I can be that. Whoa. I don't have any children myself. Whoa. I thought my first child would be his when he finishes school. Whoa. I'm so lost right now, and I don't understand anything. But I guess my question to you is, how do you think I should move forward? I love him, and I want a life with him, but this was never in my plan. I know it wasn't in his either, but like WTF, man. What my nigga Kenny say, how much do you love him? Nah, nah, we ain't doing that. <laughs> nah, I ain't yeah, with that. Is. I ain't with that. Yeah, one. it is. Nah, uh-uh. Yeah, uh-uh. it is. Uh-uh. They broke I ain't, up. I ain't that happened that. when they weren't together. Nah, I ain't with that. She loves him. He had been fucking that girl. Let's, let's just be real with it. Here we go. Come he on, been baby. with her for four years, dog. And, and on and off talking about something well I want to be with you and all of a sudden I don't want to be with you and all of a sudden he magically wrote down the woman that he wanted on a piece of paper he let me see the, let me see the paper <laughs> she showed him <laughs> let me, let she me. showed him showed no him. he didn't no he didn't she said that he he wrote it down on a piece of paper of the woman that he thought he was and, mm-hmm. and it came out to be her me. kept describing her let me see the paper because <laughs> I know he ain't writing nothing down he found out that he got another woman pregnant and he doesn't want to be with her. Mm-hmm. And then he knows that if he tells her, she's going to stop fucking with him. Mm-hmm. So he's like, well, you know what? Let me just say, hey, I want to be with you so I can hold you to myself. 
keep you on my back burner and still do what I've been doing. But is that not being honest? Hey, no, he wasn't. No, he no, wasn't uh, honest from the jump. That's being manipulative. There you go. Is it? Yep. Yes. In what yeah. way? Because making it like you, making it like you had an epiphany. Hold on. We got a part. I'm trying to ask. I'm just <laughs> clarification. Uh, we got no. we got viewers that you know may need that extra. You know, get away from that. Y'all been having on and off issues for four years. We would tell you all the time. Men know what they want within the next, the first year, at least year and a half. Hey man, finally click. And y'all stay. <laughs> <laughs> Never did I imagine that you would play a major part. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you. I know what I, I, I leave? Do I stay? Do I go? I think about our life and imagine <laughs> we'll meet the most. Girl, the love that we share is real. And the time we cross will be. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm gone, but I had to find what life is like. Exactly what I'm saying. Without you, it happened to have a baby. Hell no. What what B just say? There's consequences. Yes. And he he found out the consequence. And she ain't about to deal with that. That's a headache already that happened. You know what the messed up part? She say, my friend, I try to tell my friends, my friends encouraging me to go for it, girl. Y'all go do y'all thing. And that's what, what I mean by terrible friendship. Mm. Mm. And he didn't even tell you how long that girl was long pregnant. Mm-mm. You just assumed that it was a couple weeks. For a reason. <laughs> and he didn't even want to tell you. For a reason. Come on now, man. You're, don't do that. Time, don't do it. Timetable going to tie up to some shit that he don't want her to know. Move along. And yeah, move, yeah, move along. That's, she that's still got them strings attached too because they never really broke ties. Yeah. He moved out, but he was still hitting. It hurts. You might not eat for a couple of days, but <laughs> sick. I mean, you gotta you gotta let that go because you just putting yourself through more trauma. Y'all even went to couples therapy. He didn't even know how to communicate. Mm. And that's key. Wait, 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 wait! I forgot that part. She good said job, they went Kenny. to couples job, therapy. Kenny. I missed that. And too. they was talking about communication, but she said the problem with communication was commitment. Mm. The man never wanted to commit to you. Didn't even know if he wanted to get married. All oh, that stuff. The fuck. First he said he wanted to get married, then he didn't. Do <sighs> or didn't know. So y'all been in a four year situation ship. Because mm-hmm. if y'all went to couples therapy and the issue was commitment, that means y'all wasn't together. <laughs> Y'all was just fucking for four years. Man, if you don't get the fuck out of here, get that nigga out of here, man. I don't even mean to cuss like that, but. No, man, I, I'm not blaming him. I'm blaming her. Come on, man. You put yourself through this. For four years. And it happens. We go through some stuff. But don't keep on putting yourself through this trauma. Don't. It's, it's not healthy. Let him go handle the situation he got with the baby mama that he about to have. And you go about your life. Find a good life. You already tell your friends that you don't want to. You want to move on. And why are you forcing yourself to be there? Your friend's goofy as hell for that, too. That's a, that's another thing. Walking your homie down a, a terrible path. It's no way on God's when I tell my boys, yeah, I like this girl, but another dude got her pregnant. But look. Look up, look up. <laughs> She's a great person. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, man, if you don't let that get the hell away from that girl, it's over. What y'all had, the potential y'all could have had, it's over. And he had four years to make it right. He had four years to commit, had four years to write this list down, this, this epiphany that he had. He had four years to do that. It don't take a man four years. You got to eat that, bro. And then he made it worse with a baby. Mm-hmm. Come back talking about you. Cherry yeah, on top. I, I, want, I want to pursue it, but uh, you're my Tanya that I told you. Yeah. That nigga, that nigga did everything possible to get her to leave. <laughs> she still ain't left yet. 
Dog, he literally did. That's crazy. What give it a commitment? None of that stuff. String along, string along, string along. Four years, and it had a key to cherry on top. That boy said within a month's within a month's time, literally within a month's time. Ish, yeah. He realized that he was ready to get married to her while getting another woman pregnant. Come on now. Come on. What what, what happened was what Kenny said happened. He got the test results. That girl sent him the picture of that positive pregnancy test. They got to arguing. He tried to get her to get the abortion. She didn't want to get it. And now he he got resentment towards her. He can't stand her. And now it's like, damn, I had something good. Let me reach back and try to cling to it. I'm going to try to play the nostalgia card. Yeah, girl, you know, because back in the day, we used to go to the, the movies. You remember we used to sit in the parking lot and just talk all night. I miss those days. He tried to swoop back in with the nostalgia, get your ass back worked up. He probably working on your friends, too. Hey, man, talk to her for me, man. Talk. I wrote down on a piece of paper you know what I'm saying? the ass. woman that I wanted, and it was you. It was you. You know what I'm saying? No, I thought ain't... about this long and hard. You remember that movie? I watched uh, uh, the uh, photograph with Ethan. And them, and I was thinking about that. That remind me a lot of us, man. I think we should pursue this. But I just want to let you know before we go any further that I end up getting this girl pregnant. Hey, and I'm sorry about that, but that, I don't want to be with her. That talk to your friend that used to work back in the day, Come boy. On, you know he did that. <laughs> you know he did that. And end up hitting one of the friends, possibly two of them. Oh, That's shit. crazy. Possibly man. three of them. Let it know, man. Courtney, man, I'm gonna tell you what what we just told. The person before you, Serena, you deserve better than that. You do. The man has a whole child outside of a relationship, and he wouldn't commit to you for four years, but he didn't have no problem fucking every time you came over. He was down for that. Oh, we can have sex every time you come over. Commitment? Whoa! Let's slow down. We don't need... We we, we, we moving too fast. We're four years in, but we moving too fast. Let's slow down. I ain't really ready for that right now. And they was moving in together. That nigga had a place to stay. He had consistent ass, no commitment. You was you was providing that man a dream. Living I, can, I can't dream. even blame him. He was taking advantage of the opportunity, man. Yep. But as for you, get the hell rid of that man and move on to something that's that a man that's more deserving of you. And call your friends and cuss them smooth the hell out. Please. Matter of fact, do that first. And then break it off with them. Because that's some dumbass advice that they're giving you. That's just yeah, honest. That's... I don't even see about. how you can even. <laughs> but I love him. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's where it be at. This shit got me mad thinking about it. I ain't that <clears throat> in my situation. That time. It's that no time. way that, that I tell y'all boys to go pursue something with a chick who been just dogging you for four years. And now she got pregnant by a whole nother dude. And I look at you, my homie, my nigga that I die for and say, you know what? You should go. You should go marry her. Give her a chance, big dog. What? Yeah, if y'all if y'all want some real guidance, just call me at 409-651. Who number is that? Y'all need a little further tutelage. You give me on my private line. Oh, that that might be the wrong number. My bad. That might be That's crazy. First three digits was wild. Wait till these next four come out. On the Patreon. You guys you gotta get to the Patreon to get that. Uh, <laughs> that was wild. Wait till these next four come out. It's <laughs> fucking insane. Uh on that note, man, we're gonna get the hell up out of here. We appreciate y'all tapping in with us, man. Crusader Nation in the building. Everybody listening, make sure y'all like the stream before y'all get up out of here, man. If you enjoyed the conversation, uh salute to the Patreon. First and foremost, always. 
You know what I'm saying? We appreciate y'all writing in, man, and, and both of the young ladies that wrote in today. Get the hell away from them, man. Please, for us, y'all deserve better than that. Um, CrewSeason.com for all merch. These amazing hoodies that y'all see these guys wearing here are now available. CrewSeason.com. Make sure that y'all purchase uh, brand new brand new stuff coming, man. We're working on things always. It's constantly evolving. It's constantly elevating. And, uh, you know, we, we want to thank y'all a lot for that. Smooth will be back real, 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 real soon. Uh, we got brand new content dropping for Patreon only. What about the Fridays on YouTube? Yes. We're going to be introducing a new segment. For everybody that, you know, constantly wants to ask questions and things of that nature, we're going to roll out situation. We're going to live stream again on Fridays, man. We live stream on Wednesdays. That's become kind of a staple. And we're going to, the Friday show is going to be a little different. It's not going to be panel style. It's going to be us in our, in, in our old school fashion, the way we used to do. Y'all keep asking for it. Man, y'all need to just have something where y'all just answering questions only for the. That's, that's what it's going to It's going to be members only, too. Facts. Members only. So, you know, this is going to be a, a brand new situation. We're going to unlock the, the subscriber mode in YouTube. And if y'all subscribe to it, then y'all can pull up, you know, and, and those are the only questions that's going to be answered. Right? Because there's going to be a lot of questions in the chat. But when you, in, but when you subscribed, then you got that green star or that blue star or that orange star, whatever color we make it. Those are the questions that's going to be getting answered. You know what I'm saying? Or if you Patreon, you know, those, those as well. So, yeah, it's going to be a new a new segment, man. It's going to be a way that we can connect with y'all and, you know, <clears throat> chop it up and, you know, give y'all advice. Because, again, you know, we don't be trying to diss y'all when y'all write in on Instagram and things of that nature. But it's a lot of questions, like a lot of y'all say when y'all write in. We know mm -hmm. y'all get a lot of questions. People it's, 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 it's more than even you think. And y'all sitting in paragraphs and books. Right. Y'all not sitting in just a five, six lines. Yeah. We got to scroll two, three, four times right. on for some of y'all. And, and again, don't get me wrong, we, we, we definitely appreciate y'all trusting us, you know, trusting our advice and things of that nature, but it's a bit overwhelming, you know what I'm saying? So this is a alley alleyway for y'all to come through, man, and give as much context as y'all want. Come on stage, chop it up with us, or, you know, ask the question or whatever, and we'll, we'll answer it on the spot. So that's going to be a new situation that we that we rolling out. Dates dates will be announced for the first one uh, coming real soon. And, you know, again, man, we just want to thank y'all for y'all continued support, man. Facts, facts. Am I leaving out anything, fellas? <clears throat> nah, I think we got everything. I don't say follow me on Twitter too. I, I be I be sprinkling a few little hints and gems for y'all from the pod. So if y'all want a little insight or just small little things, so well underscore fitness. Follow me on Twitter. I be I be helping y'all trying to for the the ones that know know they be hitting me all the time, especially people on Patreon. So we be in Vegas on May Memorial Day weekend. Facts. You want to come to Kenny's bachelor's pad? <laughs> get the brakes knocked off you. <laughs> Take a number. Take a number. Get in line. <laughs> What's up, old school number? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, little raffle. It's a little raffle ticket. But, but my numbers ain't going to get past one. We'll be done. <laughs> one. Now calling one. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry, everybody, Sorry, everybody for coming we're, out. We're, we're done for the day. Again tomorrow. <laughs> if you're not first, you last. <laughs> Straight up. Ricky Bobby. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, so we're going we to be out there Memorial Day weekend, man. Uh, if y'all see us, man, holler at us, man. Speak. You know, y'all ain't got to be nervous. I know a lot of times people be thinking, oh, you know, we unapproachable or whatever. They see us out. So, well, yeah, I just seen y'all at the... It's cool, man. Just come up and speak, man. You know what I'm saying? Introduce yourself. Chop it up for a little minute, man. You know, we, we, we you know definitely open, open to that. So... Uh, like I said, we appreciate the support. 
Everybody be safe out there, man. Take care of each other. And, you know, until next uh, Tuesday, man, we up out of here. Peace. Get up out of here with a record off that new Larry June, The Great Escape. It's called 60 Days. You know what it is, baby. We gone. Hey, 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 hey. Still standing on my word, I've been grand scheming. Took a trip to the shine, I left Cleveland. Fresh game, touchdown, played the four seasons. She made a thousand first night, I told her she can keep on. Two days in Napa Valley, I'm eating Sabanaki. I'm riding dirty through the traffic, took the Mad Ducati. I get impulsive, if I want it, then I go and copy. Did a two meal play and fled to an island. 60 days. Dragging in the dirt. I got buff from baggage in the work. I'm at the table, I'm having a dessert. Three piece suit with the napkin in the shirt. I'm a big bowl of macaroni. Know how to spot and catch a phony and do the plaxico to myself before the matrimony. Stick shift Aston, I'm digging in my trick basket. Fixing plays, cut up the pie and split the change. A lot of shit can happen in 60 days. 60 days. 60 days. A whole lot can change, my nigga. 60 days. 60 days. 60 days. 60 days. 60 days. I drove the course for no reason. I know it's rainy out. She fell in love real quick, but we just hanging out. I got all kind of shit. I rarely bring them out. He never did it like this, I took a different route I paint a picture like Martin Johnson Tiles by my sink, Turkish cotton is different, you wouldn't spot it I made it through when it got grimy And found better ways to monetize It's in 60 days 60 days 60 days Change my nigga 60 days. 60 days, 60 days.